0: hey welcome back to the blue collar off-road podcast episode 90 i'm graham i'm here with luke cody and richie and we got another new englander uh on this week mike i don't think i know your last name but it's pierce I, oh jesus christ I, I i know that but um now i definitely <laughs> know it and everyone else does too uh, so mike's a buddy of chris who we've had on a ton i think at say 3. his last name 3- i want you to, i want to hear you say it ah you
1: last
2: name
0: no, i, I-, I- Jesus, fuck for him. <laughs> it's like Joshua, but I, I-, <laughs> I- o- Okay. I- o- well. Yeah. Anyways, people with last names that I can't remember or spell or or pronounce. Um, yeah. So I mean,
3: it took you a little while to get there, but at least you're there.
0: Yeah. Well, that's at, at least I introduced everybody. It may not have been proper, but you know we got it done. And yeah, um, and I
3: further you derailed do that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Mike, you have a YJ thing that is yep. pretty solid, um, and I, by pretty, I mean it's it's a really sweet looking rig and performing <laughs> yeah. rig from every time I, everything I've seen out of it. Um, but really, other than the few times I've wheeled with you and Chris, I don't think I know anything about like. Your history of off-roading—is it something new that you got into? Have you wheeled forever? And I just had never met <laughs> you. I feel like I've known Chris for a, for a minute, but uh yeah, it's I been guess a
3: hot minute.
4: Yeah, What's, I,
1: uh, yeah.
4: I got What's your story? Wailing. I'm 39, so I got into wheeling when I was like 18. Uh, my buddy Nolan, the kid that I—he uh, has the shop that uh, I squat in. I say uh, he <laughs> bought it. He bought a YJ, sweet '88. And we used to cruise around everywhere, and I had the opportunity to buy a 87 Sahara, and I did, and was instantly hooked. So we, you know, used to just bomb around, do the thing, and, you know, do some lift kits and some tires, and then, you know, you break stuff, and you don't really want to pay anybody to fix it because it gets pricey. So I ended up learning how to, you know, just kind of wrench on stuff yourself, and then picked up some welding because that kind of goes hand in hand with a shitty Wrangler.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: it honestly got out of control after that because i just basically had to learn everything oh it's like coke figure it all out it is i uh took all the classes night classes my dad taught me how to tig weld because we had a tig welder in the basement and then
3: it so just went crazy from there was you learning to weld the direct result of wheeling or
4: yeah oh yeah i owe my whole career now to buying my first jeep that's crazy. I really, I really wouldn't even have picked that stuff up. I don't think, or maybe, maybe it would have happened some other time in life. I mean, everything happens for a reason, but uh, yeah, I never, I never would have welded anything unless I would have didn't break something and had to keep moving on and figure it out. And...
3: I think I've said this oh. before, but I'm not sure. I got into eyelet tool making because it was like that three degrees of separation from working on cars. It's close enough that I still enjoy it, but it's far enough away that, like, it's not, you know, doing the same thing over and over again.
4: Yep, yep. Yeah, your hobby and your uh, work are a little little separate, but still, you can you can put that into a, your life stuff or your, your work stuff, depending on, you know, from Jeep to work, work to Jeep. Yeah, That's how I end up, that's how it ends up going with me. See, so yeah, I ended up having that Wrangler for, like, a little bit, and then traded it in for a 97 TJ, because uh, it just it was a four, two enough set on that one. The thing's like shit and, uh, parents helped me out and co signed on a loan. And I was delivering pieces with the, with the TJ and homeschooling myself and figuring stuff out and, uh, lifted it, put it on 35s and it just kind of stemmed out from there. So I wheeled on and off for a long time until like t- 2000, I'd say like ten two thousand ten, 2010. And I, uh, the Jeep just kind of sat and, uh, I ended up selling and instantly regretting it like two thousand twelve. So that's when I ended up buying this this YJ. And uh I told I was engaged at the time. Um uh, I asked her, I was like, Hey, you care if I buy a Jeep? She's like, No, that'd be cool. What do you, what's your plans? I'm like, I'll just keep it stockish. Uh, just you know, like a small lift of tires, or something cool, like driving the road, like some thirty-threes, like real minimal lift and just just drive it everywhere. If you're not at work, you know, take it to the beach, go wherever and She's like, all right, cool, and I bought it, and I'm like, I can't just keep it stockish. So I ended up buying, like, a, a narrowed set of four, a 44 and a 60 axles, 513s. They were locked, and then put it up on a lift and cut everything out, and the frame ended up being completely garbage. And uh, so it ended up being a frame-off, pulled the, cap, the the, tub off, got a frame from my buddy. It was a four-cell on the frame, cut the mounts off, put the motor in it, did a spring over 36 is on it, 300 behind the ax 15. I drove that for like a year on the road and just kind of wheeled it here and there and I was, I just really wanted it to be more badass looking so I ended up selling those axles, selling those tires, getting some full widths but we had a 44 full width hanging around so it kind of, it got me going in the meantime got it stretched and all that good stuff, gen right stuff and, and then totally blew out the front end at Field & Forest my first time there, I didn't even hear it because it was an old 44 so it was like from like a 69 or a 70. So it was really old little u joints and stuff. And Yeah. Well, I guess I'm going to get a swim with some throw of the 60. And I got, cause I had just a housing. So I ended up just putting it under the knife, throwing the 60 in it and, uh, getting, getting that all squared away, and a little bit of road driving. And then, uh, that's kind of when I ran into all you guys, um, through Chris and, uh, yeah. So then we, uh, I ended up doing the 60 on it. Uh, cruising around for, like, the summer, dialing some stuff in. The brakes were absolutely shit. Um, chasing a brake problem that ended up getting residual pressure all the time in the brakes, and it was I was going absolutely crazy with it because be, it, it would be random. It wouldn't be like, oh, I drive it for 30 minutes, and it you guarantee you'd be, like, starting to squeeze up on the rear. It was something weird, so I had to put a proportioning valve in there. Didn't work, took it out, did this, did that, all types of shit. And it ended up being a, a crap um, diverter valve there, so I bought a brand-new one from Crown and put it in. And that was literally the whole issue the whole time. So I, I literally like ran the brakes on that thing, like three times.
1: (laughs) The diverter
4: valve, the diverter valve there, you know, where it tees off, it comes off the master. I might be saying,
0: Oh, gotcha. And then, you know, it was, uh,
4: it was, it was, as far as I know, it was a stock, uh, Wrangler one, um, super shitty, like very, it was like aluminum. It was super light. It wasn't beefy. And then the crown one was like straight brass. like, oh. you know what you paid for. It was awesome. So when I put it in, it was like, all right, well, here we go. And I've never had an issue since. And I can literally awesome. lock those lock those brakes up. I got cutting brakes in the back and stuff. So I can literally drag those back brakes down, anything, lock up any wheel and spin it around and shit. It's, it's, it's super good compared to like a lot of brakes out there.
3: So I'm going to guess the rear axle is a 14 bolt actually i know it's a 14 bolt i watched you get it wedged at uh brookridge
4: yeah it's my second that's actually my second 14 bolt in it um so last year with the spring over i have had the uh an wrap bar and somewhere at roush uh snapped the uh welds and spun the uh pumpkin up i didn't know we i actually noticed it on the the trailer uh, last day we were going out to eat and i'm like Man, that leaf spring is not bent. Uh, those perches are totally not on the same plane anymore. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I'm sitting there staring at it. I'm like, okay, well, the right. I had it on the passenger side, so the passenger side stayed. The driver's side spun up, so the weld on the dr- uh, passenger side broke, and the whole thing spun up. I thought the leaf was bent because there's a brand new a set of leafs I in the
1: back.
4: Yeah, so it popped, and I didn't hear it. Didn't even. Didn't stop me because it was. I only noticed it at the uh, after we were all done for the weekend, and uh, me and Chris spun that down, and I tagged it tw- uh, two other times last year. So I ended up pulling it out when I redid when I finished the back part of it this winter. When I re- finished all the tube work, Uh so I ha- we had I had another one sitting in the in the ground, so I pulled that out, cleaned it all out, and uh, shaved it, did a um, ballistic shave on it, and that's that- what's in there now. That's
3: weird though. I only have heard of fourteen bolts really doing that.
4: Yeah, I mean it's my bad. I didn't. I didn't weld. I didn't weld the, the tubes. I totally spaced on it. And it was on my list of shit to do, and totally spaced on it. So it broke the plug welds. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it popped them out like they were loose. Like you could put your finger on them and shake them around. Like oh. the, the, literally, those plug welds. If you could have like drilled out and like put a little weld on and like you could have yanked them out. <laughs> they literally oh, fought shit. them out. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So we me and Chris, we ended up throwing like his winch his winch line over, did some configuration and uh put some leverage on it and used his winch on his buggy and ducked up the, his tires and my tires and I spun them down and tagged it back and it did it like a few runs later and i pulled it back down and figured it out again and i was like well this is always going to happen this it is what it is so but it, the last time it popped out it was out at the pipeline uh from their toys for tots run um the mass motors toys for tots and it actually when it rolled and broke it actually slid out probably like a quarter inch the tube oh. Oh. so i just, i just that's why i didn't use it again i'm like well this thing could be like super not square anymore if it kind of pulled out it could be loose in that socket. So I'm like, I'll just, I got I another housing here. I'll just, we'll just use this one. So I ended up, so, you know, chopping now, that up, doing the ballistic stuff on it.
3: This is where the autism comes in. What year was that? Was it like an older one? Because I've heard the older it, ones are far worse. Yeah. it Well, I
4: don't, yeah, it was a 76. Yep. That would be yep, an older 76, one. 76. But you don't have that problem when you have everything trust and you know, for length, because everything kind of holds itself in there, and the truss obviously. But welding the tubes is a big thing, and it probably wouldn't have happened if I had welded the tubes.
1: Yeah,
3: I know
4: Chris, that. Is, Chris is his old too, and he and he's not nice on Miracle, and uh, he had never broke those tubes, and the guys that owned it before him never broke those tubes. Between welding the tubes and the the truss that was on it, it just
1: it holds it.
0: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit goes a long way. Welding the tubes really isn't a horrible job.
4: No, it's no, not. Uh, no, and you don't you don't really have to heat them up like you no do, because like it can't go anywhere, field. right? So you just you know you just I do still have put a little rosebud on it and send it.
1: Yep,
3: I do still have that cracked weld on my front sixty, but it's okay.
4: It's fine. Yeah, There's I mean you'll just keep just keep an eye on it or grind it out at some point in his life and weld it over or just wash it in with the TIG as best you can or something if you got one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're poor white
3: trash over here. We don't have tape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to know somebody who has one.
3: The reason, the reason to run, the reason to get. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not wrong about that though.
4: It's it's mostly what I do is TIG welding all my stuff if I can. Yeah,
0: yeah your uh, age is fancy is insane. The welds are just the whole thing is beautiful. Um, yeah,
1: I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Uh, is it a is it a tube chassis at this point, or does it still have some frame?
4: It's got like five ish feet of like actual YJ frame. I cut it like right behind, uh, right behind the rear seat would be, um, and then does it have a vent right where? where it, uh,
2: no, <laughs> no, that's not a YJ anymore. It's a tube.
4: No, and then I did change the front out, which I wish I would have if I had the tube experience when I did the front. Uh, I would have done it. I would have tubed the front frame, but I didn't at the time. it was uh, I had the tube. Did I have the bender? Yeah, I had the bender, but I just wasn't up to you know, really feeling good about the skills yet. So I had a uh, two and a half square tube the front because I had to kick it up like 12 inches to, to clear I all the link shit. I remember
3: that. Um, before you did that, I remember the chop in the frame rails being quite interesting.
4: Yeah, I whacked them uh, right at the motor mounts um real quick me and chris slid my my front end under when i had all the crust stuff tackled on it and i was like yeah that ain't gonna work <laughs> right i want <laughs> to stretch this 10 inches and i'm like it's gonna be into a bunch of stuff i'm like "Nah." he's like cutting it i'm like yeah i'll send you a picture <laughs> i whacked it off and then um puck that stuff in the scrap pile and uh ordered some two and a half and and did a two, like it was like a 12 inch kick up something like that 11 or 12 inches up and then um lights that into the frame as best i could plate you know fish plates and stuff and uh picked it all up and tried to you know square as i could it seems to be square <coughs> and uh but it's a little heavy but the tube would have looked better because it would have kind of matched the rest of the the rig minus the uh the stockish frame that's under the that's under there
1: yeah it's yeah. not that
4: noticeable same thing with the boat sides i did tube tube steel under there uh and well, square tubing instead of like brown brown stuff and uh yeah, that's know, shit, I, I, I would have done it. I would have went all two because I, I AR the whole thing anyway and stuff, but I just wasn't up to my, my skill level or wasn't really into my skill level at the point. Didn't really discover it. Cause I used to do a lot of bending with roll cages and stuff. I used to work for a friend of mine that does rally cars and stuff. This kid, Bill, he owns a cage of this. And, uh, I worked for him just bending stuff for 911s and all that, all those high end stuff. And, so i had some skills and stuff but laying stuff out and figuring angles and stuff like that was like he already had that stuff pre-figured out so i was just more like bending a notch and stuff that was already prefigured. Mm-hmm. so it was uh it was a learning curve for sure and i hit him up and i'm like hey uh this isn't like pipe fitting because he's a pipe fitter too i'm like this isn't like me pulling centers and all this other sort of stuff I'm like how am i gonna lay a cage out? how am i gonna draw this out before i do it and he's like he had a Horse Kamen sitting in his garage. He goes, there came Kamen down here. It's completely gutted. I'm going to start it tomorrow. Come down, I'll show you how I do it. I'm like, beautiful. So I went down on a Sunday for like eight hours with him and figured all that stuff out. And that's how I ended up, that's how I know how to do my like, cage stuff now and weighing stuff out. Instead of like pulling measurements as far as like centers and stuff. He showed oh, me how he, how, how they do it. <clears throat> yeah, so it worked out good. But if I would have known that, I probably would have tubed the front. And I've been th- I've been kicking around the idea of cutting the front frame off and tubing it, but I'm like, just leave it alone. <laughs> it works. It works. It's good. It's already there. Just need the motor. Put the motor in it. I have and and call it done.
0: Yeah, it gets tough when you want to reiterate mm-hmm. on stuff. I've already I've been back and forth, and I have no business even thinking about redoing any portion of my center uh, section underneath my, you know, front seats. Yeah, uh, but they need to be lower. I need them lower. If I'm gonna do, like, I'm I'm backing out of this uh, this thing at 508 that was planning on going to because I don't have. Hey, I don't have the time to f- uh, have all my shit back together for that. I just don't need another deadline. I'd love to go to the thing, and I think I may still go, but uh, I, I just probably it won't be with the Jeep. And the other that's thing what's is that's I can't.
4: What's tough about that stuff. It's def- it's deflating sometimes to go back to do to working on something that you already already did. Yeah. So
0: and yeah, it's I don't know. I, take, I I like improving that take, stuff though.
3: But hmm? I really don't think um given your setup and how far you had to bow it, I don't think yours is all that bad as far as the height goes. I think you're going to struggle quite a bit to get it lower unless you build the tube into the floor pan and then Yeah,
0: well I mean that's it. sort of what I have to think about is removing some of that and putting the seats where they need to be and then doing the rest of it after the fact it's gonna suck and i'm not doing it anytime soon but if i want to be able to do anything with a helmet i kind of i kind of need it to be lower i can can fit a fist above me and i can touch the headliner not the ceiling the headliner is probably like an inch worth of space but if i put a helmet on there's going to be like an inch and that's just not enough to do anything is
4: your seat like is your seat good height for you? As far as like you're comfortable in it, but like it's, just it's not a little high. high.
0: I'm literally on top say, of like, my 205, which is clocked flat.
4: We uh, we messed around when Chris had that Comanche that we were gonna build for him. Um, if the seat was up proper and far back, he wouldn't have kind of fit because yeah. the same deal. The 205 and everything was um, it was all belly up, so it was in the cab. Yep. Uh, but if you put angle on on the seat, slide it forward, but kick it back. It actually will drop you more than you think. It's kind of it's it's kind of fucked up when you think about it. But you hey. throw them in and you go, wow, I got all I I that, noticed that.
0: <laughs> I did notice that. If I angled, I I think I had thought about that, but I've always kind of liked sitting more straight. But I may yeah. have to sacrifice on that and angle myself back and just push it forward. That may have be I the I way not to go. Been
4: harping on that. I'm a big fan of like you've got to like build that whole put the drivetrain where it has to be, and then you figure out where you
1: around it
3: so like uh it's been a common theme but my seats are really fucking angled back because of that uh, and just fitting me comfortably into the cabin and then i built the cage around where i wanted the seats to be
1: yeah well it's so, hard yeah. to be a big
0: boy right it's easy to be small i can fit in whatever you can put me in any yeah. buggy
4: uh yeah i'm a shorty so it's, it's um, <laughs> it benefits I, I us on that yeah <laughs> I'm 5'7 yeah. on a good day, so I'm, I'm not bad <laughs> about it when it comes to that stuff. I
3: think it was Zach Apaldo's buggy. Uh, he ended up selling it because he's a fairly tall guy, and he just couldn't fit in it. It was a stupidly capable rig, but it was just built too small for him.
1: Well, Or yeah. you could
2: do it like that guy with... What's that buggy that's for sale right now that has the most ridiculous setup on it ever?
3: I forget the name of the guy, but that's a... Oh, you talking buggy.
2: um. Pauls uh, that, Paul's brother yeah it has like a six foot like a pillar yeah
4: yeah it's, Paul's <laughs> brother just put up the sale for like like 5500 bucks or something right
2: yeah so Isn't I mean you that, could I guess uh, like...
4: I guess that's a guy down in Pennsylvania that built that um uh Gabe's off-road you know that you know what I'm talking about yep no I do no you he's, he's, he's the Reason store ball. so he I mean, he's he sells a ton of stuff good dude um, he's down in like the Roush area I think uh, mm-hmm. I, Chris was saying that that was his family rig, so it was built for, like, a bunch of seats and stuff, and then the headroom was, like, for the, you know, to be super, super, super safe with, like, rollovers with the kids and stuff. I was told it was built... I don't don't know if that's that's true or not. I'm not... That's what he was saying yesterday. I don't know if Uh, if that's, like, the actual story on that, but...
3: I was told it was built to comp specs because a buddy of... er, And, like, side related to this, though, a buddy of mine, Justin, who I used to rent a shop from with Kish... Built a buggy for uh to fit within some. I think it was not, or was it We Rock, Richie?
5: It, I'm pretty sure it was We Rock.
3: Um, uh, they require a certain amount of room over the top of your head wearing a helmet. So his yep. buggy looks kind of doofy because he had to build it with the I think it was six inches of headroom required yep. over the top of the
5: helmet. Well so, so, what I was gonna say is that Justin's buggy looks very similar to that to uh the buggy that's up for sale where it's got the big square fucking cabin and it i I think Justin's is just shorter because he's like three feet tall,
3: yeah, he's a fucking small guy, but I do believe that is the case. It- there's some rock crawling rig that was down in Pennsylvania that he was heavily involved in. And they required you to have a certain amount of headroom over the top of your helmet. If you wanted to race yeah, or do the rides there.
5: And I believe in the uh, Facebook ad for that buggy, the uh, owner even commented saying that it's designed like that due to the specifications of a competition.
2: Yeah, so probably. Now we, now we have two <clears> potential reasons on why it's so tall. It still looks ugly as fuck. Oh, I'm not
4: disagreeing. And you could buggy like is
2: ugly as fuck too.
5: I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm I kinda like abortion. the way it looks. Like good
4: proportion stuff. So uh, the lines don't work, but <laughs> rules are rules are rules. Uh, <laughs> that's why uh, short people work out well with that. I guess you can have a badass looking rig <laughs> in a competition.
0: I mean, <laughs> really, you could fix that thing pretty easy just chop the top off and slug the uh, maybe that's not the way to go about it but probably just chop the entire top off and just rebuild the top yeah super easy
4: Yeah. yeah anything is with metal i mean you got the tools and technology you just gotta put it together and zap it up and clean it up
3: yeah it's one of those things where a little uh time and a little experience goes a long way and yeah you know I think it's not something that I would recommend for someone that doesn't know what they're doing, but someone that's got a couple years of experience and is okay with rebuilding the top section. That's a screaming deal on a decent buggy, even without the rims and tires. Fifty-five hundred bucks, ain't shit.
4: No, I mean it's it's a lot of money just in tube right now. I heard it was like I don't know, it was eleven or fourteen dollars a foot for tube now or something.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, it's for a big sure. astronomical I
0: haven't checked. I need to go check. uh, this week, probably, probably need to go tomorrow. Shit, um,
4: which which sucks. I'd like to buy buy a bunch to start building. Yeah, I buggy. mean,
0: last I went, which was like six months ago or something, it was like fifteen bucks a foot at the place I go to, and I've previously got tube there for like six and a half. Yeah, so it was just mind blowing. I got I paid like three hundred bucks for twenty feet of tube and some other miscellaneous shit. It was absolutely insane.
4: Yeah, I bought like. Three hundred and twenty feet uh, back in October. I think it was October of twenty, and it was. Uh, I think I spent like seventeen hundred bucks on three hundred and twenty feet an inch and three quarter one twenty. And now that would probably that that was at like I don't know I, I forget exactly what it was five six bucks ish a foot. How much? So was you just imagine out? what it is now. It was uh, three hundred and twenty feet. It was like seventeen hundred bucks.
2: That's not bad. No, no. No, no that's so like five thirty.
4: I, I bought a, a bunch book. of sticks from Craven. And it was like, I hooked, Craven hooked me up with a bunch of stuff. He really left. I bought it. And it was like four fifty a foot or five, 5 bucks a foot. I bought a bunch off him. That's the way
0: to do just, it. It's fun. Just, just,
4: just selling. it. Yeah. Just so I was like, I'll, I'll, like, anybody that's got an inch and a half, 120, or an inch and three-quarter 120, I'll buy it, you know, just to just to put off to the side, because I do point on building a single seat, so.
0: Oh, you are going to build a single seat?
4: Oh it yeah, seems to be what every everybody's range. doing now. I think see some portals and some forty-two reds and something super light, four-cylinder. How for heavy sure. is
0: YJ? Yeah,
4: Before not that, that heavy. Not as heavy as you think. It's uh forty-three hundred pounds. That's wow, not uh, terrible. No, not on 43s. <laughs> and I got a heavy drivetrain, and like I got that SM four twenty, and that's <laughs> hundred fifty-five pounds, and um. Well, I got I got that midnight metalworks three hundred now, so it's only like eighty five pounds. But uh, you know, the the four the four O is not that light. I mean, it's about the same as the six O anyway, though. But um, it's just mostly that square tubing, that regular frame and stuff. Like I said, it it it, it that stuff adds up. And if I would have done more tube, I probably could have around like the three thousand. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, like the four thousand ish, thirty nine hundred ish. Yeah, but would would a
0: bunch of one eighty eight wall really be that much? I mean, I guess yeah, depending on what you're
4: like the, the Jeep frame itself is probably like five feet left. And then that, uh, that two and a half square tubing that I use for the, f- the front part of the frame. Um, that's three sixteenths. It, it adds up. Yeah. Not that like, I don't know if you're like, I mean, it could change that stuff and lose like maybe a hundred pounds. or something maybe, I don't know, but, um, it's, I, I got a lot of AR on that. Like for the, the boat sides are, you know, they're full boat sides. Cause I did yep. build all that stuff to a tub before the tub got up, you know, before I obviously cracked, you know, r- ripped it all apart on rocks and stuff. So that's why that stuff is longer at the moment. I if I just went straight tubes and never did anything around the tub, that stuff would have been half half the length. But I mean it is what it is. Forty three hundred pounds, it was forty threes, it's I'm not mad about it. It's 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 real light. No that's,
0: that's really friggin' light for uh thing looks
4: heavy, but Right. <clears throat> yeah, the tires the tires put it off and then you know I mean I was I was expecting to be way higher than that and I was blown away when me and Chris went and weighed our rigs and seen the forty three hundred. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty wild. That's that's definitely lighter than I, I would have I was guessing. So I'm I'm happy with that part of it. And the, the uh, triangulation, everything worked out really well. We ran all the numbers and stuff and I didn't I only simulated stuff in the calculator before I even tacked anything and then dialed it all in and everything's like super stable. When we brought it out for the first day uh, we did a shakedown run at Field and Forest, and I was very nervous that I was gonna do some weird shit. Just going from Leafs in the back was it was really stable last year, and it did good for you know Leafs anyway in the back of it. And uh, half a day in, and I was just like blown away on how stable the Jeep is. Um, it's insane. Like it's 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 very neutral. It's very good. So I've I've actually rolled it. Well, laid it over three times this this year already because I've uh. I'm not afraid to take big bites out of like huge, huge <laughs> things and get off super off camera. Because and... <laughs> it's just too comfortable. <laughs> I'm very comfortable in it. I said to Chris one like, I was like, I want to roll a lot this year. He's like, why do you say that? I'm like, I'm too comfortable in it. This is very stable. It's very, it doesn't do anything weird. Like this stuff, this thing can hang like very, very awkward angles and stuff. I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> so, yeah, I put it over a couple of times already not fully over but just on side
0: yeah i've seen a couple of your flops um and yeah
4: nobody got no pics of me over there at badlands when i I laid it the other day uh nobody pulled the phone out and then i did lay it down uh real quick it was like super fast i didn't even it wasn't even expecting it on dick in the dirt uh last obstacle on dick in the dirt literally hung all those all those red offshoots and stuff and dick in the dirt and the last obstacle i was like I'm gonna try this other line, and Mr. Branseri was uh, spotting me. He's like, "Yeah, fuck it, try it out." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And I was just getting to it, and uh, it was like somebody grabbed the, the jeep and just threw it on its side. It was like super fast. I'm like, "Bang!" Like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Just throw the, you know, we self-recovered it, and then just just drove it out." I just just took the other line that uh, everybody else was taking. I'm like, "I'm too curious. <laughs> I got to, I got to put my tires on everything." So I'm like, Ah, yeah, I'll try this out." <laughs>
0: Oh, I just liked when you did. Uh, where were we? Like that lower section of soggy bottom. You are all coming around, and I see you bellied out on this rock. That doesn't look like anybody's ever driven on it. <laughs> At the yeah. very top.
4: Yeah, I would. So next time I go there, I know I'm gonna hit that, <laughs> and I'll get it. But yeah, I got hung up a little bit. My links, so like being belly up, uh, very, very. You know, it's super flat. My links hang a little low, the link mounts, which usually, if I was just a normal a normal skid plate height that stuff would all have been tucked in and would slide a little better so i tell a lot of people i would i don't know if i'd waste my time again doing belly up stuff uh it's cool because you get the clearance but uh it's a lot of it's a lot of work to put your shit up really high and then you got all the stuff that still has to hang low and unless you, you, make, slam, your, you, unless you slam your rig.
0: yeah it was you a you super better compromise. off just making it flat
4: you better off making it flat and smooth and then um and just dealing with it like that, I just I had it bellied up when I had the AX15, which was mint because the AX15 uh, input is right down the center of it. But the SM420, it's a very big offset where the, the shaft is up top and the, the bottom of it all hangs super low. And for me to mm. go belly up when I put that SM420 behind the 4O, it uh, I had to jack it, it went super high. So it was basically the whole drivetrain's flat. It's very it's level. So like the angle on the drive shaft and stuff is it's more than I would. I would want but i was already committed to it a while mm. back so i'm like well whatever i'll just i'll deal with it
0: No, did you cause you went <laughs> with that transmission for gearing
4: or yeah, gearing yeah yeah it's a uh, oh, super seven one first gear on it and it's only 10 and a quarter long so versus the sm465 is another inch and three quarters long and it weighs like 25 pounds more the sm465 shifts like a dream compared to mine it's more tractor like but like mine was a lot lighter and it's smaller it packaged better Mm so i stocked that thing since i was like 18 years old in one of the jp magazines where i seen a guy have that behind like a four cylinder i'm like oh yeah i gotta get a a 420 i gotta get a 420 (laughs) and 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 then i got the thing and it was badass like it's really hard to find them they're really not around anymore and uh paid like 350 for the thing but i put some money into it i stepped it up to a a 1964 input shaft on it because the, the input, the bearing input, uh, the plate has a weep hole at like 12 o'clock because it came behind a, it was behind a bread truck,
1: mm-hmm. and it
4: had a like a rope seal. So oh, if we God. were it ran it the way it ran it, it just it would weep out and piss you know gear oil all over the clutch and stuff. So you have to put a seal on it. And we pulled it out. My buddy's dad stepdad was gonna he did my gearing and stuff at the time. He's like, dude, there's not I like, just going to get a machine down. He's like, there's not enough meet here to, to get a proper seal you're still gonna leak and I'm like interesting I'm like well they I know they did a seal in 1964 let me see if I can't find like a an input shaft dude I went on eBay and found an NOS one brand new never used oh. and put that in and uh, tightened up some synchros and some other stuff and <clears throat> that's what and then I ended up putting it in doing some CJ stuff this is a CJ bell housing machined out to go on the 40 to the 420 it's quite involved. It was in, yeah, you no, know, I, I, I love that
0: because nobody really thinks you don't think about all the little work that goes into like putting an odd I mean, transmission behind something like that,
4: right? Nope, nope. I had a so like, I, I get like that, like I like Jeep stuff or I like to keep things cool and different. And I when I had that narrowed 44, it was a Ford 44. It had a prototype. It has because we still have it in my in the loft. We're going to put it in something someday. But it had the prototype lock right in it and stuff, five thirteens. But I was very big on I want flat top knuckles when I did it, mm. and to do and I wanted Chevy stuff. Ultimately, I had to go with Ford stuff because I had the five on five and a half lug pattern in the back. So I figured out that if you you did Chevy knuckles, you get the six bolt spindles, and you put the the full size Bronco stuff. Hubs and all that stuff on, and you use Chevy brakes, it would all work. It's all literally the same part numbers and stuff.
0: Anyways,
1: right? <clears You throat> have you to the have slide pin. Um, you
4: don't any it. it was all Chevy minus the wheel hubs, so they just they drill different. They're just the five on five and a half pattern versus the six on five and a half. So I ran all that stuff. They made it all work. <laughs> it was. Wow. It took a little bit of like figuring out and like just, like just cruising around, like trying to like figure some stuff out. And I looked up some part numbers and like, yeah, it's all the same. And I was like, screw it. I I found a guy that was selling everything brand new. So I just found like 800 bucks in the shit. I was like, I don't really like waiting around trying to find stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I found it, bought it. And it all, it, it was mint. It all worked out. So he literally, I even used a uh, Chevy, all well, Chevy stub shafts, Chevy um, locking hubs. So I had five on five and a half with uh, a Chevy, a proper Chevy, six bolt spindle and, and all that stuff. I also have narrowed a 44 to scout with. It's in my friend Nolan's Jeep right now. It's in the shop. I'm doing some motor stuff to it, but I narrowed that back in like 2004. It's a Scout lift, mm. so I took a Chevy full full lift Chevy and cut it down, put the Scout enters in it, and then we did Scout. Like it's it's a fucked up situation, but we did Scout. Uh, it was like a 77 Scout rotor um, Jeep spindles, and a couple other things I have it written down, and it all works out to get to not use Ford stuff because my buddy stepdad was is a very he's very anti-Ford <laughs> so he literally found all that stuff out back like he used to work for Gunstaff and like Steve Gunseff and him grew up and whatnot so like they they knew all this stuff all this wild stuff of factory stuff that could interchange and back in like 2004 he let me in on all of it and I wrote it all down it's, it's it's crazy how it all works out Chevy like Chevy brakes with 77 only Scout rotors and And uh, a one-year-only was a one-year-only Jeep CJ spindle because it took both the same inner and outer bearing. It wasn't a big bearing in the inside, a big bearing and a little one on the outside. It was both the same size. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, (laughs) why? Jesus,
3: that's so much work for nothing.
4: No, that's
0: fucking cool.
4: Oh no, back in the day there wasn't that many like aftermarket stuff. And I think imagine figuring
0: that shit out in like 2004 when the internet was barely a thing. Like, (laughs) oh
2: yeah. I absolutely agree, but now think of it: when you have to replace it, you got to go through the whole bullshit again.
1: He's it's got a lot You write that shit down. You put a
2: notebook, and you
4: <laughs> you put it in your nightstand or wherever you're gonna keep it. Yeah, uh, or you, you try to remember that stuff. I still remember, even though I'll
2: never use that shit again. But
0: I mean, yeah, you just rallied it uh, off like like yeah. <laughs> like you
2: just read no, it no, over. Uh-uh. he's got, the, the, notebook really he's he's got, got the, the notebook next to him. He's got the
4: notebook. So you gotta be ready for anything you gotta gotta know (laughs) on my
3: xj when i did the trooper swap i did uh chevy outer spindles with chevy bearings and ford brakes and it worked out fairly well for me but i had to go and get weird fucking year um brake shit and i i just don't want to deal with that it's in my opinion, yeah. it's so much easier to just go to the parts store and say hi. Yes, I need two thousand and four Ford F three fifty parts.
4: The uh, the Wrangler that's in the, the shop right now, my buddy Nolan's. His uh, he's got an Azusa rear end. It's with the disc brakes, so it's it's weird. It's got like met- had had metric studs and some you know weird metric brake, and it's got funky gears like four four thirty sixes or 432s. <laughs> it's weird. So yeah, he's got, but he's got Grizzly Locker in it, and it's geared, and he's got a Grizzly up in the front and that front end that I chopped down, and uh, get all that geared out and stuff. But it's funny because it's super narrow. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a 50, a 57 or a 58 inch wheel mount surface. So it's pretty narrow. It probably it'd be better in like a Willys versus his YJ, which we're gonna end up swapping it out. But so um, it it's was- cool. The one I grabbed was
3: out of a newer trooper, so it was slightly wider, and I got one with the tow package, so it came with four fifty sixes factory. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
4: it was just it's, a stupid it's, it's setup. cool. Some of the stuff that used to come out come out there back in the day. I mean I mean it's it's I I put a 44 on my TJ and I bought the housing for like $450 brand new from Jeep and bought some gears and then found out that all the Dana 30 stuff bolted onto it. Like the brakes and shit. <clears throat> So that's how I ended up getting a 44 behind my TJ. That's you bought a housing up. brand new? Brand new housing you could buy from Jeep. <laughs> In 2003, I bought it for
0: oh. 450
4: bucks. And <laughs> what? Yeah, and then, <laughs> that's you know, not bad. superior axle shafts or alloy axle shafts back then. And um it's like thirty-one splines or something, and I do have a lock right, four fifty-sixes, and um I had 36 TSLs on it, bias by TSLs on it, and uh, oh, just a small forage yeah. lift. I used to, I used to literally, get, you'd be blown away. I used to drive that back and forth from South Jersey to Winchendon every other weekend to see my girlfriend because I, I went to school down there for, for commercial diving, so I'd come home every other weekend and I drove that literally commuted with 36s, Garden State Parkway, <laughs> New Jersey Turnpike, Tappan City Bridge, 84, you six hour ride, tearing ass like 75 mile an hour in it. I can <laughs>
2: With yeah. earplugs, because the echo yeah. of those tires <laughs> off the Jersey barriers, popping doors are off. They must have been so fucking loud. <laughs> with those. Yeah, I definitely, shit.
4: I definitely stood out down there because it was the, the schools in Camden, New Jersey, which I don't know if you know where that is, but it's right across from Philly, and is actually one of the most dangerous cities in the country. It's pretty ghetto, and um, here. I am with a yeah, f- country area. boy down yeah. there with the yeah. country boy down there with a, and a TJ lifted. <laughs> <laughs> Chirp, chirping tires around every corner. And... <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool. I, d- I definitely did get into that weird stuff. I mean, now I wouldn't get into some weird stuff like that. I just build some stuff and, and call yeah, it a day.
0: Everybody gets their formula, right? You figure out what works for you. And yeah. You sort of build up how you want to approach things over time as you work on stuff, right? It's sort of yeah what you, know, you, the,
4: you know you start out where you know you get the three quarter ton stuff and then you get the bigger one ton stuff and then now I wouldn't even now on my Jeeps where it's at I would go with fabricated stuff at this point because it's a lot lighter so I would just and just go from there but like you know you have to you have to be you have to be committed to dabbling and fucking stuff up to to learn because if you never if you never mess up you're never gonna learn so that but you got to be committed to being like "Oh, that was a $1,200 housing. Am I going to send it? And is this going to be wrong or and you just got to, <laughs> yeah. you just got to do it. My buddy likes to call it a uh, growing pains. So like, a, I, you know, I smoked a bunch of tube, uh, figuring things out and I was like, Oh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. That, yep. I, I, it was like a bend. It was, it was stupid, but it was uh, just tying in my, my, my hoops. Um, just two bends, but I wanted to land at a certain point and I kept notching it wrong or I bent it just a little different or whatever. I'm like, well, there's, 150 bucks right there (laughs) no try to try it again (laughs) Yep. but once you figure it out i mean it's you know it's knowledge is key knowledge is worth more than the money part of it oh absolutely
0: which is why i never understood why everybody's like oh no just put one tons under it right away it's like well no because then you you skip out on i mean not necessarily that's the wrong decision you can do that and make it work but most normal people Aren't going to be able to just take a one ton axle and throw it under a rig.
1: And, and no, it, and it, I don't know. They
0: they go in with the mentality of trying to make something perfect the first time. You're not going to get it perfect.
3: Mark did a really good job with it. Though. No,
0: yeah, Mark did, but Mark also isn't a great example because he's been working on his for more than just the time where he put the one ton swap under. And oh, yeah. he's, I'm
4: not. Gonna it's just uh, natural progression stuff. You just got to like you know start yeah. out with stock stuff and break it, and then move on, and then move on, and then. Once you start sick of breaking stuff or working on something in the trail, you're like, "All right, well, I guess I got to save up to do this because you know I'm, the rig's at a certain point now where you're like, like, well, it's stickies and it's locked and it's it's proper and it's get you're putting the more it's built, the the more fucked up places you're gonna get it into, which you need to be more built, more built, more built, and you just kind of just go with the progression of your experience and in your your hunger for it. I mean, you sometimes eyes bigger than your stomach, but <clears throat> yeah. So you Need it, but you know, you just kind of just grow with the Jeep, and the Jeep grows with you. And at one I point, you're like, Well, I'm not building that thing anymore, I'm gonna start fresh. And I think there is tear, a certain
3: paired up, though. Yep, and like, I could not recommend in good faith that someone went three quarter ton. If someone comes up to me and says, Hey, I'm looking at buying a Dana 44 and a nine inch, I can't recommend it, you know what I mean? Like,
0: I think <clears> it depends <throat> on what you're doing and where you're reeling, and even. Uh- I, I How just, aggressive you are with the gas pedal, and there's a lot of factors. I I don't disagree with you,
1: I just but can't you know at the same time,
0: it. you see people run nine inches with. You can you can make it work. The nine inches know, yeah.
1: isn't the
3: problem there. The problem's the forty-four.
4: Yeah, the forty four, and or, I the, mean, unless you get something like the thirty sevens on it, like you should be okay, and if if the rig uh, is light, I guess it all uh, depends on that weight. Yeah,
0: but look, too. you look at Colin; he blows something up every other weekend. But he ain't. Although he's
4: not scared of that, he's not scared of that pedal.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, we say that, but he's been actually doing fairly well with the the shafts yeah, but we as of recent.
4: Had the old
3: Colin, either.
0: No, I wouldn't say that. I'd say he's, if anything, he's working harder because. You know, now, now when we go out, it's like me, I'm on, I was with the 50 and stuff that was still stronger than his 44. Um, now Maybe with the the 60 and the forties, he's got to work even harder to keep up. Uh, and then when we go and do stuff with Curtis and the stickies and you guys, uh, Mike and Chris and, you know, mm-hmm. whoever else we end up finding along the way, like, I feel like he's putting it in, in harder places than he was.
3: Then
4: maybe his uh, driving Well, that's it. You, you wheel around people that are like, uh, you know, like ahead of you, and you just you, you're looking up to them. So you want to like keep up with them. You, go, oh, I want to be able to hit that shit. And those guys know those lines, and yeah, yeah. So that that's that same deal. Like we, I got all these guys and rockaholics that everybody's been wheeling forever. You know, like me, I consider myself super green again because I had a huge gap in wheeling and all that stuff. I, I this oh, yeah. is where Compared I want to, to be. Heard so those guys long ass time ago, but these guys have been consistently wheeling for. A long time, so they've yeah. already they're already there. So like I get to look up to all these dudes, and then there's people behind us that look up to you know what I mean. Other people that are at this level, and it's just it works out. So I, that's why I like hanging out with all you guys because you guys are all very ambitious, and you were you you're all where I was at a long time ago. I'm like you're hungry for it, so it it works out well to be around everybody that's hungry for it and is on the same page and want to do stuff.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, Mike brings up a really good point too about colin and his level of wheeling and how he's changed before sure. when he was breaking shit every other ride or snapping u joints or this and that he was trying to show off for typical xJ people most of the time or for new people who just didn't know like consistent wheeling where now when he goes out with rockaholics guys he doesn't want to be that shitty xJ that keeps blowing axle shafts so he wheels smarter too so i think that's... yeah unless
4: you unless you yeah unless you beat on it you know you kind of just you just try to you try to be nice about it instead of like rock bounce and stuff, try to be like more technical and more methodical about it. I really hate beating on my rig, so like being down in Harlan earlier this year, uh, that was a, a big i <laughs> I had to dig deep to be like, all right, I need to beat the shit out of this thing to get up at because <laughs> there's, there's literally no traction anywhere. So like I was third gear and third gear and stuff. Yeah. I mean I know I'm super low with five thirty eights and the transmission and four to one in on the case and stuff, but I was like
0: Yeah, but you're on yeah, this thing. <laughs> Compared to stuff around here, where it's like first gear, second gear, maybe if it's really yeah. slick, like right, yeah.
3: But so so like, yeah,
4: you get into the rocks and you beating on stuff like that. It's just I'd rather not. If you have to, you have to. But
3: that's one thing that I found that's weird down here is you can definitely stand on stuff more. Um,
0: you have to.
4: I couldn't even like down in Harlan. I mean, I know you guys have been there. I could even. I think it was upper upper rock garden or middle rock garden i couldn't even yep, put a damn tire on a, on a damn rock and i'm like what I, I i don't understand it like chris chris got up and he was i mean he was on it but i mean he made it so i was like he got up to a certain spot and i'm like dude i can't even get to the rock let alone get on the damn rock i was getting so pissed and then i'm like well i'm just gonna do this i'm just gonna go around even though it was it was still rocking shit and i had to work my ass off beating on it a little bit to get to even get around this rock face it was like a, the rock face all the way to the left, so I had to go all the way to the right. I watched yeah. other videos and like people hitting it; it's all dryish.
0: Oh yeah, to what we they were walk there. up. I'm like, what
4: the fuck? And they're like, <laughs> well, they didn't walk up it, but it was. They definitely weren't working it as hard as I was. I'm like, this sucks.
0: Did you guys? Was this last year? I think no, you no. Guys we went,
4: went. We just went down, and um, I I went down this year uh, Memorial Day weekend. They went down last year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Time.
4: So they've been down twice.
0: Yeah, I think they went. A couple weeks after we went, uh, I think. And, I'm- yeah, I'm, I'm convinced Middle Rock Garden is what uh, sentenced the Dana 50 to its second death. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's clutch nice dumping to make any progress. We're talking, like, second, third gear, rev the thing to four grand, and then dump it, and I would make it maybe five feet. Yeah. And I wasn't even on an obstacle, like you're saying. Like, I'm just, like, in <laughs>
4: <clears throat> that that water down there. I mean that. Uh, clay is like super gnarly. It's it's just like you literally can't go anywhere. We went yeah, it and hit it, up uh, like, what's that that super that well known trail everybody loves to lines do. Lines ten like. rail bed. No, but no, I walked that uh, rail bed. Um, no, nope. it's got um you go Upper up to the top the Over overlooks over overlooks everything. Mason jar, May, Mason jar, and. I absolutely did not have a good time in Mason Jar just because you couldn't even you couldn't get up, up, up on a ledge or up to something. I was getting irritated. Now that that trail, I can definitely see we're, is awesome with traction, some traction, but we had zero zero traction. Oh. I was
1: getting pissed. I'm like, we this isn't a, even fun. Um, we had, some,
0: we had <laughs> some. Everybody in our group was there. Was I mean, it's definitely a technical trail, but uh, everybody made it up. So most things when we went.
3: One thing I've noticed is southern Wheeling gets really fucking boring when it gets dry. Um, you know, yeah, I can see that. We had, uh, Graham and Cody were down for the meet and beat with Trail Trash, and we ran, what was it? It was like, uh, Trail 63 into, I want to say 41, and then I forget where it was out of there, and that's where I blew my fuel pump. Um, but then I went back two weeks later and it had rained in between and it went from like a snooze fest to a Rev limiter second gear bouncing everything everywhere fest in just like one rainstorm. Right. And it was much better the second time, if I'm being honest.
0: Well challenge.
4: It's just a different world down there. It's all jungle like and it's very wet and if it's dry, I could see it being like, all right, well, there's no rolling boulders like Field & Forest down there, like there is
1: up here. Yeah.
4: The difficulty. It's different terrain and it's different. It's definitely a different deal. And I understand why those guys got a lot of horsepower because it, it would be no fun if you didn't because yeah. you can't get anywhere.
0: Yeah. I working. feel like the, diff- the difficulty is based on the steepness of the trail, not the size of the. <clears throat> I mean, there are big rocks in some places out there from what I've seen, but there's yeah. also yeah. just a degree of. There's always some verticality that you're going up against as well. Whereas yeah. we don't really have... We have some of that, but not nearly as much. We just have right. holders. Hell, even the hard
3: yeah. trails at 5313 weren't hard because of like anything, but it was hard because your nose was in the air and you're dropping a tire two foot down into a rut, dragging the diff, and you just have to carry it. Otherwise, the Jeep right. wasn't going to go.
1: Yep.
4: Yeah, it's definitely different. We're gonna go down there, and hit the sand mines. We're gonna do uh, Windrock. Uh, we plan on we, we can check out AOP, and uh, on the way up to Roush, because we're gonna do the Roush thing on the way home. We're, I think we're gonna check out um, Good Evening Ranch, and then um, do the Roush Speaking deal.
3: Speaking of, we're going in October.
4: Yeah, we. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what, if if Chris wants to go down there. I mean, I don't. I currently got no. Uh, no plans on that stuff, so I can always roll down, take a Friday it's off. It's going to
3: be a good time. Uh, I know we talked a little bit before the podcast, but, like, Jason's coming down. Uh, Trail Trash, unfortunately, bailed on Roush because they're a bundle of sticks. Uh, yep. Yep. And they said they're going to good Evening, so they're not going to live it down. If they don't, you know, there, there's a lot of abuse to be hurled that way yes you yeah yes john and casey you will be abused for it um (laughs) and yeah it's gonna be a good time we're going to roush i know you said you were planning on going there
4: um yeah we're gonna be hitting the web your web wheelers ball thing there hell yeah yeah it'll be chris that myself uh mr murray Ben murray uh maybe a couple other people wait um fuck yeah I'd like, I'd like to, I, I, the plan was to bring my big, my new truck down there, but uh, it's not going to be,
1: not going to be ready
4: or on the road. So, Fair enough. We'll be taking, sure. taking the Ford down, leave the Cummins up here, still for sale on the side of the road. <laughs> so just
3: as a little heads up, um, I looked at the Roush parking lot a little bit more and depending on how everything's going, when we show up on Thursday, because we're showing up Thursday, we're going to try and nab the back corner of the parking lot. Like the uh yes. field not like uh no closer to the trail entrance
2: area but there's no camping over there so why would we take that there's camping over there it's inside in the woods off to like if so if you pull in and went go left do you mean or do you mean no i mean if you go right? right
3: all the way towards the backside
2: yeah that's by the field isn't it or is it further past I the field
3: i don't remember if there's a field there my brain's sketchy but there is definitely like uh where it kind of like tees and goes up toward yeah you're right it would be towards the field the field's like inset a little bit
1: yeah yeah yeah
3: we're going over towards that area to try and nab that
2: if we can uh um, we're not going to take good. the
0: normal spot near the porta potties
2: i think we could no no i mean i think the uh, porta potties are on the other side too so we could put all the spiders in there
3: <laughs> also given the size apparently of the group Even factoring in a 50% Bail rate we're still talking at least 10 to 15 rigs
4: <laughs> Yeah we plan on getting there for like 6 in the morning Friday uh, And then we're going to keep the trailer And rigs it with you guys because we got the hotel Hotel room Oh uh, you fancy boys Oh uh, yeah dude you're going to get me in a tent
1: Bro A lot above
4: it But uh, if I don't have to be in a tent I never will be Listen, <laughs> we're not even putting tents up. We're sleeping in the backs of the truck. Yeah, savages. Yeah.
1: Savages.
4: We are
3: XJ people, so.
4: I'm literally making my international into an RV with a pull up, futon back seat. I'm putting an a, a RV AC in the thing, water. Oh, like, it's going to be off. legit for, sh- for stuff like this.
0: That's sweet.
1: I don't I, know. Oh, yeah. things, oh, things are okay.
0: just easier and cheaper and simpler when you don't worry about having fancy things. Like,. People always look at me weird. Uh, both this year and last year, Cody, when we were at Saco, I slept. In, I just sleep in the bed of the truck. Like I just put out the ground pad, and I sleep in the bed. Like I don't want to set up a, a tent in the sand.
2: Blanket. The guy was <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, sleeping. That's,
1: that's, that's, again savage. I mean, you need a blanket. <laughs> Dude, his
2: blanket was the layer of mosquitoes sucking his blood throughout the night. I'm honestly, uh, between the truck bed camping
0: and the hammock camping, I've only been bit by a mosquito that was like. You know pissed me off once and he it was because he bit me on the lip you know when it like oh, you know wow. and then it kind of does that weird thing where it feels numb uh i had that and it was like right before i was trying to fall asleep but otherwise i've never had a problem with mosquitoes ever
4: wow yeah, i'll sleep kidding. in the truck with a proper blanket and a proper proper. Blanket. <laughs> like i found uh, like there's a company that makes like uh the futons for like those the sprinter vans and they're like the overlander kind of van dealies and like they're like coming all different um uh, sizes so it's literally a dot approved seat that actually literally pulls out to a futon so oh. uh it's like 68 inches in the back of that international like lengthwise so it's pretty big like i can pretty much touch my toes to the door so when i pull it out it'll be it'll be a mint sleeping situation for stuff like that you go to badlands you don't want to pull a trailer you don't all that stuff yeah. you know it, it will be set up to be like an rv with like some amenities like i like can set up An AC, maybe a heat pump setup or whatever. And then um, I was going to put like a 50 gallon water in there with like an outdoor shower deal. So at least if you're up at Badlands or something like that, like you can shower up or clean off or whatever. Just kind of make it self sufficient. I I do plan on getting a camper for it, a bumper pole so I can put the buggy on. I'm building a flatbed for it, is what I'm doing. And um, the same thing John's got going on and pull a camper at some point, but I still want it to be like efficient for itself and be able to sleep in it.
0: Yeah, so you don't have to drag everything along for a yep. shorter trip or something like that. No, that I really want
4: to do the holler crawler, and I really love it. Like I love the goose with the slide on on it, but the amount of work that we had to do to put Chris's on there was like it was a lot. Or if you were to be like by yourself, having to like line up a thirty-two foot trailer and slide it between like some you know big stands that you had on that uh, on a slide on and get that thing centered and shit by yourself would take like it would yeah. take a while it's a
0: lot of effort
1: for sure a lot of effort
4: and then now you're like kind of stuck with it on your trailer a little bit so then i was going to do like like a little scamper or a little 12 foot camper and like make something some brackets and stuff and put it on the front of the goose and i'm like you know what after we went to harlan uh, it was kind of an eye-opener with all all those crazy mountains coming up and down i'm like you know what i think a medium duty truck is probably the way to go it's a lot safer with brakes yeah um Mm. you know the brakes on my truck are like they're like 16 inches they're huge. Uh, they're air brakes. The thing's got full air brakes. So I did a lot of research and was like, yeah, medium duty trucks, the way to go. I don't want to get rid of my Cummins. I'm absolutely a huge fan of it and in love with it. But uh, it just makes more sense to have the big truck. So I ended up getting a really good deal on that thing. And pay- I paid eight grand for it. And just got to put some time and money into it and make it the, the, the hauler, the safe hauler.
3: I don't and, know uh, if I can agree with that, though. Like, what? No, I'm saying like it being the play. Because it's something that you're not gonna drive everywhere, just daily. Yeah, but I don't driving.
1: drive at Cummins either. <laughs> yeah, All right, that well, so that makes it, sense. I was gonna say, yeah, because I got
4: a daily for work. I drive a Tacoma, so like the Cummins literally is just it's just for play. It's just for towing. I'll drive it on Fridays and Saturdays or something, just like just because I love the rig. But like, it still gets nine, ten miles a gallon pulling what we pull on the trailer. So that's what this truck gets, and this big truck's got 150 gallons of diesel on it. It's. Kicking, I'm gonna put a transfer tank on it for for gas, so I don't have to run jugs. You literally use the transfer pump to, you know, fill the buggies. It's gonna be like super fair. good. Enough and of no it though.
1: Is, like, it though. <laughs>
3: wow, we just keep cutting so... each other off.
2: <laughs> I think I think the more that you drive it, though, I think the more comfortable you get. I think you'll start to drive it a lot more than you expect to, because if you oh, I'll realize, i guys...
1: I don't even care.
2: I'll, I'll daily drive that that thing. Just 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 the googles. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is kind of fucked up because, like, my truck gets 10 miles to the gallon normal driving. So, think right. like, I only have a 30 gallon tank. So, five times that, then you have that big old behemoth, and you could literally just add a dovetail to it and put your buggy on it. That's badass.
4: You yeah, oh, so yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw pictures of it, but I had, like, whacked off all that stuff that was on it. It used to carry a 40, I don't know, it was a 40 something foot uh, horse trailer. And it was a, they call it, it was a six, 1968 Kentucky. Horse trailer. This thing was literally like 12, 12 feet tall. Holy it was shit. twenty thousand pounds. So we looked up the new ones, and the new ones are twenty thousand pounds. This one was nineteen sixty eight, so it probably had better steel back then, so it probably weighed more. Uh, <laughs> and the thing was huge. And the guy, a guy wanted to send it with me, and I'm like, you're nah, taking that thing." But it was twenty thousand pounds plus whatever you put in for horses, and it was like nine feet tall inside. So like I the thing, that... serious weight. So this, but uh, we cut off, I cut that bed off because it was junk. It was just basically to cover up the the fifth plate and make it look nice
1: mm-hmm.
4: so it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna handle any weight so I, I chopped all that stuff off and i actually just got steel dropped yesterday some two by four to start building the base of it and i got it all drawn out on iso paper and stuff so i got like 3d drawings of it and shit are I'm you gonna planning
2: on still having the fifth wheel uh it'll be a goose it'll okay. be a
4: goose ball so uh it'll have flatbed with a beaver um they're gonna have to be drive overs because i'm going with 24 and a half wheels and the tire size jumps up four inches from what they are right now so i didn't want that time. i didn't want that thing it's not huge it's not tires are a little everything's a little bit different with that whole big truck world it's uh it's obviously stuff's a little bit more expensive but i'll never buy a tire again
2: <laughs> hopefully um, hopefully. Uh, hopefully you never need triple a because
4: uh, yeah, you just, there's ones out there but it's a commitment right like so like you got yeah. the, the things you buy you get into it you're just like well fuck i know what i'm getting into it's uh it's a commitment so it is what it is and just make sure you got some money in the bank accounts when you're doing those long trips just in case something shitty does happen but i do have like the most reliable motor that was probably ever built in that thing so i'm not worried about that stuff That was okay
2: sorry sorry
4: it's a dt it's a dt 466 mechanical Um, so so it's got, it's got wet sleeves in it. Um, it's got a Bosch M and W pump on it
2: for the retarded. What, what did that mean? I have no idea what that is. A DT
4: four sixty six is the motor. It's a seven, seven, eight liter straight six.
2: Uh, Um, simplest way
3: I would put it is compare it to a Cummins. What would it be? The, IS
4: uh, see it's kind of like a3 it's kind of like compared to the a3 except for like a3s don't have wet cylinders so like a wet cylinder is you can literally drop the cylinder out if like your piston melted to it drop one cylinder out put a brand new one in that was already honed for a cylinder so you can literally rebuild a motor or just a cylinder in the truck um they're literally if you watch any videos on it like literally the only problems with those trucks are lack of maintenance if someone doesn't maintain it it's literally like there's no real Factory Cooling flaws, systems. in them. Cooling now, if you them. go with an E, they throw the 466E, which is like '96 and newer. That's where all the problems like occurred. Was trying to put like electronics on a pretty sweet motor that was already mechanical, and, and it was like an early Huey system, which is like a what they put on cats, and it's like a high pressure oil injector dealy, and it kind of went to shit. But like this yeah. motor is a mechanical one, and it's like literally the best, like it's reliable. A damn good
3: motor. Um, they're a bit of a dog though. If I
4: remember They correctly. are doggy if you uh, if you leave them stock. um, Sean's uh, P-Pumped this, but he had an M&W uh, pump on it, and he put a P-Pump from a Cummins on his, adapted to it, some tuning and stuff, and he runs, like, <laughs> on the low end, he runs just, like, 40, 40-something pounds of boost, and that thing fucking scoots, and he's, like, 15,000 pounds
3: Cause I know without the they... buggy on it. I know that the seven three with a mild tune is comparable to a four six six mechanical. Uh,
4: yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like Chris scoots, but I I know there were seven threes in these these uh, old internationals too. Um, mine is yeah. pretty good. It's a six plus one tranny in it. I don't know what the gearing is in the rear end. I haven't haven't looked into it yet or anything. But like, it's I was doing sixty five seventy like cranking and i've never driven an air brake truck before until then <laughs> so that was a uh, interesting ride home from new jersey chris was laughing his ass off and my tacoma follow me because i may have drifted a couple of corners <laughs> getting into it uh <laughs> locked him up a couple of times just not used to it but uh <laughs> it was interesting it was funny but it was a six hour ride home so i kind of get used to it by the end of it Yep. But it, he, he says it, it rolled, rolled a little coal, and I'm like, the other thing's snappy. It was definitely not doggy like I thought it would have been being – it might have been tuned a little bit. You tune those pumps a little bit, nothing too crazy. But they did come with P-pumps, and that year was supposed to have a P-pump on it. But big truck factories are weird like that. They got something on the shelf. They'll throw it on there. So after I yeah. put all this stuff into it, put all the weight on it and see what it does. And if it's a little doggy, then I'll P-pump it put some bigger injectors on it and send it.
3: So – Going back to uh, the horse stuff just a little bit because it's kind of entertaining. My aunt used to haul cattle with a – I think it was a 32-foot goose, and we could put seven cows in there before we'd be over the weight rating on our F-350. Yeah. And – that was always a weird experience going from we would go from sparta new jersey to right outside the suburbs of philly to the slaughterhouse with that and that truck hated life going through those hills i bet (laughs) i bet you know Uh, old seven three screaming
4: yeah chris is i don't know all the work he did to his is awesome that thing scoots pretty good that didn't even smoke a lot of trucks that thing, we took that down to Harlan, and I was very impressed with it, getting like 9 to 10 miles a gallon with yep. a ton of power. Braking, on the other hand, though, we were just under 26,000 pounds, so braking is a little different, especially, if you know, having like an exhaust brake and whatnot. That was a little different. My Cummins had one um, just kind of seized up on me before we went to Harlan's because it's old, but that was huge. Like that, we rarely ever use brakes. Even up in Vermont and whatnot, you just hit the exhaust brake and just kind of feather the brakes a little bit and downshift. Graham,
1: what are you doing? It?
0: That's uh its definitely on the list. Um,
4: yeah, you can do it with your automatic. Uh, bank. Uh, it doesn't matter.
0: To... I got a six-speed for it uh, last weekend. Oh, so
4: You,
0: you want to sell me that uh that tan interior <laughs> cover off of yours? <laughs> I'm gonna have a hell of I'll a just... time finding a tan one.
4: <laughs> I'll just sell you the whole truck. Make it easy for you so if you don't have to swap it.
0: Yeah, the truck's too nice for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, give it some time driving the salt to so she'll uh, ride out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was getting some death threats and uh, some some haters for sure on that. On that putting that up for sale.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that was um, yeah. people hating. People don't like when you post old trucks for what they're worth.
4: Yeah, I'm like, sorry, dude. I'm not gonna give it to you. I'm not gonna give everybody like this freaking crazy deal, dude. I got like twenty-seven thousand into it, so. Putting it up a 22.5 and having somebody talk me down was like realistic. Yeah.
1: Especially, oh, it's a one—it's year
4: it's a, it's literally a one-year-only truck. People weren't getting it. Oh, what, what do you mean a unicorn? I'm like, it's the last that literally oh one and a half to oh two and a half is a six-speed and then Dana eighty disc. That's the only time that's that ever came in the second gen. And then they went to the new body style. They didn't ever put that rear end back in it. I'm like, what yeah. don't you get about a one-year-only? <laughs> <laughs> now I don't care about that factory shit. Like, obviously we chop stuff up and swap everything and everything else. But a lot of people do care about.
1: Yeah, because they don't want to do the work. You just want to get. Is it a
4: factory number deal? Is it a proper deal? Is it a swap? Because you know, if you get into a swap, it's now it's you don't know who butchered it. You don't know. You know all that stuff. It just kind of rolled into it. If it's factory, it's some people like the factory shit.
0: Yeah, and it's also fairly low miles, right? No, no, no. It's
4: got two two seventy two on
0: it. Oh, that's
4: that's fine. (laughs) I'd say I like it. I would get into it and drive it to Cali right now with with my rig on it. Like I wouldn't yeah. think twice about it because I put a lot of money into it in time, uh de- de-rednecking a bunch of stuff on it, because whoever okay. had it before did a, a horrible job wiring stuff when they I don't know what they pulled. It could have been a race trailer or a hotshot truck. I had no idea what it was, but uh it definitely lived its life on the road. So it had all the wiring and then it was all live when I got it and it was all wrapped up under a seat and still hot in open connections and open wires.
1: Oh God. And
4: yeah, so like when I first just got it, I, could, just, I couldn't even and... get, yeah, they just cut it and wrapped it up. And I bought it from a Dodge dealership in Newport, Rhode Island. They did all the body work on it. They took it as a trade-in, did all the body work on it. And then I bought it because <clears throat> I literally took a year to find a one ton, a clean one ton. They're really not out there, especially a six speed. Yep. And uh, I found it and I was like, well, it's really clean. I'll deal with the mechanical life and went down and looked at it. And I'm like, well, definitely needs mechanics work, but I'll do it whatever i'll get into it and i bought it and then got into all that stuff and when they brought it up to me i, I couldn't even go get a sticker because the reverse lights didn't work so i put a fuse in it put a fuse in it throw it in reverse to see the lights work shuts the truck off
1: <laughs> so yeah they had. This well little... that's
4: why you don't
0: have reverse lights
4: <clears throat> yeah that's why i didn't have reverse lights and it was a bunch of other like wonky shit so we uh Brought it over to Gary, which is Chris is one of Chris's best friends. He owns, he has his own auto shop, and he's got a couple of Cummins Cummins gurus over there, and uh, they all jumped in and 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 worked it all out. And uh, it turned out that like that stuff was uh, all because of the programmer. The programmer was like originally like a, you know like an two, whatever programmer, and it was just so old that it was flopping around under the hood, and it was cracking wires and stuff, and messing everything up. Jeez. So so I just redid a bunch of wiring through the programmer in the trash, um, and that was that was literally the problem with that stuff. It was just the shit old, shitty wiring and and a, and a shitty programmer that was just it was just dated. And, was uh, and it like ran its an edge easy or something? It, it couldn't even tell you. It, it couldn't tell you. It, didn't, like it was so old, easy. it was worn out. <laughs> It was, a uh, Velcro, do you know, had a Velcro. Oh on, my arm, God. So yes. Yeah. Under there and it plugged into the main <laughs> harness. It was like a jumper and stuff. Yeah. It was old. Um, yeah.
3: So I think that's an edge easy from what you're describing. Um, yeah, they do some entertaining stuff when you, uh, forget about them under there and the Velcro wears out.
4: Yeah. It was flopping around like, what the <laughs> hell is this shit? And uh, so of course I, mean, I got it all taken care of and, um, yeah. They did some other stuff. They messed some other stuff up, but it was like a thirty-five hundred dollar bill for that first one, just to go get a sticker, and they wouldn't even help me take care of it. They wouldn't even like split the bill with me. It was pretty stupid. Um, so Newport, Newport Jeep, Rhode Island. You guys are dead to me.
1: <laughs>
4: um, there's some guy down there. He's in the Ocean State Jeepers. That he was the uh, the dealer guy for uh, the deal with all that. He's dead to me too. If I ever see you on the trail. I'm gonna run you over. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> God, I've been dead as well. It was all good, but I mean they suck. I'd never deal with them again. They were just like that was like that stereotypical uh story of like buying a used car out of state and how much you get screwed. Like that was that was definitely it. Yep. But I ironed everything out on that truck, dude, and that truck is fires up every time. It's literally never had a hiccup on me. Like Chris had it for half the winter when his truck was he's probably put half the miles on it. I put fourteen thousand miles on in a year and a half, and he's probably put half of them on it. So like, it's just, <laughs> it's it's old faithful, like literally old faithful. So, I'll miss it when it's gone. But <clears throat> get the medium duty, so I can't have all these rigs. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough.
0: You
3: got to uh, actually, you
4: know, want to b- build a single seat. You know, got got this rig, and I'm not I'm not going to sell this rig, so I'm always going to have two buggies. So it's just, this is going to be more stuff to to bring around with me or try to, you know, the more you don't drive them, the more they get screwed up. So you might as well yeah, sell it. Yeah, dude. And give it to you have more of that. Or you can just rent out. <clears throat> yeah. I'd rather just, I'd, nah, I'd probably just, <laughs> I'd tuck it in storage at that point, but. <laughs> but I, I, I I told my dad, I was like, yeah, I'm getting all these lowball offers. I'll just give this to you free before I give it to anybody for less than what I want for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a principle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll sell, but
0: yeah, somebody will buy it. I know uh, a buddy of ours had one he was trying to sell. It was clean, I don't know how it had like 27,000 miles on it. Auto sport, I think it was like a 2000 or 2001. Yeah, just immaculate condition. The thing was pristine, no rust, no nothing. I don't know how the hell he got it. and you know he wanted thirty for it. I think he ended up selling it for twenty-seven. So, yeah, and it was is- single single wheel automatic. So somebody will buy yeah.
1: it. Yeah. What are you? I, I mean, I dropped I
4: dropped the price. On it. I'm asking eighteen five for it. Well, I oh. want eighteen five for it. like I won't take a dollar less. I did I did have it up for twenty two five, but I'm like, it was one of those things where do you put it up for higher? Let somebody talk you down, or you just put a firm price? And I was like, well, I'll throw it up for higher and just let
2: somebody talk me down. That didn't work out, so I ended That's up just
1: changing it to
2: eighteen five firm and. It's not even a bad price at that point either, though. Like, that's, no. not, that's not terrible at all. So the fact that people are just going to sit there and bitch because they can't afford it. Well, like, if you're broke, just fucking say that and keep going right. on. Like, I, don't hate one.
1: like
4: no. shit, I did what I did what I had to do for the last, like, 10 years to get myself up to be able to afford that, all that stuff. So I didn't hate on anybody when they had it. I was just envious of it. So I'm like, I, would, I wouldn't I would step on people's ads and do what people are doing. But it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fucking crazy. And in the meantime, I'll still use it and drive it because I'm not probably not going to actually put the the international on the road for probably in a couple of months just because I'm going to register it in Vermont. So I need to find some time to get up there after work and do it. Is so, there any
2: specific reason that you're registering in Vermont? Or
4: yes, it is getting registered as an RV in Vermont because there's no okay. weight restrictions, and I do not have a CDL nor do I want to get a CDL because I don't have time to get a CDL. <laughs> and I uh, didn't want to deal with pulling into way stations and all of this stuff, so I'm like, uh apparently, yeah. apparently it's a thing. You can literally register any of your vehicles in Vermont as an out-of-state person. Uh, it's pretty fucked
3: up. And similar, uh, yeah, it's
4: Tennessee, of Montana as well. So we uh, got
3: a lot of people Vermont's that
4: is close.
0: <laughs> yeah, bolt yeah. a futon in and head to Vermont.
4: <laughs> yeah, bolt a futon in it. It's an RV. Put some, yep. put some, uh, you know, not for hire RV stickers on it, and uh, good <laughs> to go. And uh, it's, it's a big green international
5: RV. We've it's got a on of, it.
4: Yeah,
3: we got a lot of people down here that are doing the same thing from like Georgia and other states around because of like you can register a trailer here for lifetime for 175 bucks. So, yep. You know. Well,
4: it's just. It's just- it's cool I, I dig it i mean it's, some of the other states are a little weird like i i get the inspection stuff so like i don't I'm, i wasn't really i was trying to do it in massachusetts just to keep it under my insurance and i told my insurance company what i was doing i'm like listen this is what it is this is what it's going to be but it is not an rv at the moment and it's not going to be like an rv but it's going to have living quarters in it and she was like okay well let me try to figure some stuff out and there was some company that would would insure me for like forty three hundred a year i'm like nope Uh oh, <laughs> guess, yeah. guess it's going to vermont
2: <laughs> yeah, wow. one of one of our friends, so my girlfriend's actually an insurance agent for Connecticut, and one of our friends built out a bus, and she had to, like, go through, like, 10 different hoops and talk to different, like, I guess they have different, uh I don't know, I don't know how they call it, it might be agents or how, whatever it is, but she had to talk to, like, 10 different people to find the right paperwork, so that way she could help our friends register their uh bus as an RV, like, I guess it's actually pretty difficult to do in yep.
4: some yeah. way of it it doesn't so, come title as an RV. Like you're going to jump through hoops if yes, you could even jump through a hoop. So like it's up in Vermont, they don't care. Just, they just want your money. Cause it's it's just income for the state. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. I'm down with it. So if it's legal and I got, I already got insurance on it and stuff. So it's, it's all legit. <laughs> so when I moved, right, I had progressive
3: insurance. I now have state farm, Um uh, they started asking all kinds of weird questions for some reason when I moved to Tennessee about the Jeep. That was like, yeah, so I need to transfer the registration on this, this, and this. Well, why do you have an extra $5,000 of coverage on the Jeep? Well, because it's modified. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, like this wasn't an issue. I've had you guys for four years now. Um, what's the deal? Well, what's modified on it and I'm like well it's it's a rock crawler that's on the it's just registered for ease oh well we can't register that or we can't do anything for you for that um we're gonna have to send you over to the dot branch so (laughs) let's say send me to the dot branch and I'm like all right well whatever you know this can't be that big of a deal and then they're like yeah so what's modified on it and I'm like Uh, it's got a small, well, what's not, what's not, (laughs) (laughs) it's got a small lift kit and it's got some really expensive tires and rims on it. Oh, so what do you do with it on the road? And I'm like, I drive it to car shows and work. Oh, well then why do you have to get different insurance? Because I've increased the value, uh, to me on the vehicle. Well, is the suspension modified? Yeah, it's lifted. How much is it lifted? I don't know, like four inches. Well, we can't cover that anymore. That's outside of our purview. I called State Farm and I'm like, hey, how much for an extra 15 grand of coverage on the shit box? And they're like, we'll drop your insurance rate between your truck, your girlfriend's car, and putting the 15 grand on the Jeep with full coverage for 50 bucks less a month. How's that work for you?
5: I'm sold. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Oh, and your trailer has cool. fire and theft plus on the road coverage, and you uh, get roadside. Have a nice day.
2: That's uh, cool.
4: I'm gonna put my my buggy back on the road uh, just because of uh, Moab. Driving yeah. on the roads out Moab, and uh, famous Reading is another spot we got on the got on the list to go to, which is like right next to AOAA, but they want. They want insurance, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna. I'll just put this thing on the road and like put like anti, you know, antique
2: insurance and plates on it or something stupid, just so I
4: have insurance to go to um, famous reading, So
2: I'm like, screw it. Yeah, like oh. Ma Bell, you're supposed to have a registered vehicle to run Ma Bell. Yeah, I mean it's public. It's public, right? It's definitely mm-hmm. just a class, whatever, for class five road
4: or whatever. So That's you're out there with an unregistered vehicle. They got pissy
3: uh, at Progressive because I went from Old America plates to just standard plates because they don't offer Old America. And I'm like, all right, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. The state literally doesn't offer them.
4: <laughs> it is, Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> tell them to grow up. <laughs> um,
3: so I suppose, you know, maybe this isn't the insurance podcast. But uh, <laughs> no.
0: You well, you're expect- definitely making me con- uh-huh. reconsider my insurance, though. Holy fuck! But uh, yeah, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, um For Morgan and myself, it's 200 bucks for everything with full coverage. So yeah, just just hit up Jake from State Farm.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> um, Jake from State Farm or Austin from State Farm. Um,
4: or Kate- or Caitlin apparently because she's <laughs> <opportunity>. yeah. <laughs> hey, Cody's-, Cody's bills
2: yep there we go let's go boys <laughs> she, she gets the. Uh, she gets yeah i have okay first off i have a winch it's sitting in the back of my truck the controller is in the center console of my jeep and the spool is sitting in the back of my truck i have it it's just not together or on a jeep so it's useless oh
0: he's <laughs> also got that's
5: the part all that the things
0: we were- for hydro assist yep just oh, sitting.
5: Yeah, my life. <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: and I, heard that, I heard that podcast that Chris uh, offered me up before I went back to work, and I did have a week off before I went back to work, and that could have gotten done.
2: I know, Oof. but it, it was Bills, 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 man. It's ridiculous.
0: He was literally offering to do it for you. Yes.
2: yes. Okay, but if I don't have the money to pay for gas <laughs> to get it there. How am I gonna get it there? <laughs>
0: well, why are you cutting things so close? Again, this isn't the finance uh, podcast. I guess we probably shouldn't go into that. It's but... not,
2: I've explained it a million fucking times. <laughs> a million. And everybody's just like, <laughs> ah, figure it out. Ah, yeah, it, come on. I'm trying, boys. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: okay. It is what it is. We'll,
3: we'll see that. it at Roush. And then we'll see it again at good evening it's gonna be great it's
2: not going to good evening (laughs) cody is not attending good evening cody needs a cage so cody needs to save money he's not going to good evening
3: dude there's plenty of greens and blues that interconnect with blacks it'll be fine that
2: sounds boring as fuck, and i would like to claw my eyes out riding greens what do you think i'm what oh so the blues and the blacks don't matter oh my god Gosh, Dude, I baby. went. Hey, I went to Badlands and rode every single black, so you could suck my dick. Perfect. So then you can go and ride some new blacks. There's it's only great. two blacks there, but like, guess what? Still did them all. Alright? God. Uh, you know, and Graham's going to have a passenger seat. No, Figured he's not. Out? Richie's
3: already nope. planning on going, so fuck you. Yeah, Richie's oh, planning on riding oh, with so me. So my passenger Stop. seat's non-existent
5: now? Oh uh, <laughs> Graham's my uh, passenger I'm Graham's passenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Mumbles.
2: We can barely hear you. Richie is my
0: passenger. I'm <laughs> Richie's passenger. He's driving. Uh, everything.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um. Well. But I suppose back to the original question. Where's the favorite
4: spot you've wheeled? Um. I'm a huge
2: fan of Field and Forest. No, um, no, that's a cop out. Start again. What's your favorite place <laughs> other than Field and Forest? Uh, I honestly, I, I, I
4: enjoy going to Roush. Um, AOA was all right. The Reds, there are pretty gnarly. I I don't really don't I have like a, sh- like a non-favorite place to be honest with you. I just like being out and wheeling and putting tires on stuff to be honest with you. Uh, the Hammers is definitely a place I, that I think that I really want to go.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying.
4: Of- for- Forest is definitely by far my favorite because it is the hardest shit in his rolling boulders and you guys definitely need to get out there at some point all you guys and get out there but um i like everything i love badlands field forest
0: i agree with that well yeah i mean i
4: I love going to uh, beverage you know like i just anything that's like cool and different technical or i I absolutely love dragging dragging fucking tubes down rocks and seeing dust and body damage and shit like that shit gets me going so i dig it I, at all the rock crash, I absolutely love seeing it all over the rig. So, mm-hmm.
2: you're more of a technical trail kind of a guy than like the doer dungeon do yeah. climbs? Yeah, I fuck with yep. the
4: same shit. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely try, I'll definitely go for some hill climbs and stuff like that if I got to, but like if it's just a hill climb, I'm like, eh, whatever. But if it's, I want, if they see something super, you know, just super technical, I'm like, yeah, I want to try that, I want to try that yeah i agree yeah we just put you know you do all that triangulation and blah you know everything everything to work to do that stuff it's like you just i just put it through the paces and and let it do its thing and see what you got to change it it feels good knowing that it works the way you were hoping it worked that's a that's a huge that's a good good feeling on that stuff so that's why i like it's going everywhere around you get this you know you got different terrains everywhere you get to see how it how it does uh,
1: mm-hmm.
4: It does okay. It does okay in the mud, but it definitely needs the six that I got got on standby,
1: because
4: <laughs> that's that's the next that's the next move on it is a six and I got a turbo three fifty ready for it. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take that uh that, that less that third that third pedal out of the equation because uh sometimes when you're like half upside down you're like man I really wish I wasn't working this pedal right now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean. You're still... I don't know. I don't know. I'll let you do your yeah, thing. You want to.
4: It's different. <clears throat> uh, cutting brakes are all on my left side. All my shifters are on the right side. So like, Yeah, I know
0: you and Chris both have that left uh, and right. You have you need three hands to drive your rig. Yeah, well, his, uh, all his stuff is in,
4: the, is in the middle, so like he's good, but like mine's oh, on it is on the left. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, okay, it
0: was just your rig.
4: When I put the uh, the new that Rockbox uh, Midnight 300 in my rig, um. The shifters are uh, in the middle now and not to the right, so it moved everything over, and I had to move lose a tube to make some clearance. So that was where my cutting brakes were going to go. While well, SM420's reverse is all the way to you and back, so it was in the way of where I could put my shifters. And my interior at the moment is is temporary because until I do the 350 swap, the turbo, you know, the turbo 350 in there, I have yeah. no console. Everything's just not finished. So I'm like had to put the, uh, the the cutting brakes to the left. There's a couple of times where I'm like, if if that shit was in the middle, I could have just done something. I could have stuck something instead of, like, lost it.
0: I feel (laughs) like when you're using cutting brakes, though, are you... In what situation would you be changing gears and using a cutting brake? I mean, I guess going from, like, forward to reverse, but...
4: There was uh, the UA, the UA hill climb. Um, It's a little weird, and I was trying to what was i trying to do uh, i was trying to i was i got up to the top touched the tree used just held the put it in uh put the rear in neutral held the cutting brakes and dragged the front over and i needed i needed the rear to get clicked in fast and oh. still using the steering wheel as well and went to try to get it in reverse but the steering wheel went you know it kind of got tucked into a crack and and I lost it and slid back down where I could have stuck it if everything yeah, was yeah. like right there in the middle. Still, would have had a hand on the on the wheel. Not that that's a big deal.
0: It's not. Well, big that's big de- thing, that's though. not even like like trans. Or that's transfer case shifting. Like I couldn't even be. I don't know about how the three hundred shifts, but I couldn't shift the two hundred five on the fly if I wanted to like that. I don't think that's this, uh, a very deliberate. Uh,
4: this midnight machine's three hundred shifts like a dream. Oh. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it's very smooth. It's it's not like an atlas, I guess, where you have to kinda have everything meshed up, like everything like lined up to like get it in. So you kinda have to be moving for everything to like to to get to or you gotta slam it like this stuff for the most part unless you're bound up somewhere, which is you would be shifting anyway, but uh it shifts pretty fucking easy. It's definitely a cool transfer case. I'm definitely glad I bought it. Um it's actually back at the shop right now though. Um with them, they're sending it back to me. It was popping out of first. Uh, sorry, low, low front. Not all the time, but randomly. And we think it's the uh, the JB conversions shifter setup, not the actual transfer case, because he took everything apart and everything looks good. So I have to reconfigure the uh, shifters and see if that was the deal.
0: <clears throat> now, why would the? It's a cable shifter, right?
4: No. No. no? Oh,
0: it's the mechanical one. Okay. Mm, yeah. Huh.
4: And I bought it. I bought JB conversions. He made. He started making one for them, and I was like, "All right, well, I got so much shit on my plate when I was working and building Chris's rig and finishing his shit up, and I still had to finish my shit up. I'm like, you know, one less thing off off the plate. I'll just buy this guy's shifter setup and send it. And uh, <clears throat> I was as soon as I opened it up out of the box, I'm like, it was like whack-ass TIG Wells, Things were tweaked. I had to cut the shifters off because the balls touched. They were too close. Somebody welded them on the wrong side. So I ended up, like, reconfiguring a bunch of his shit anyway. And then yes. I think the fulcrum point is wrong. I think it needs to be out further to, to hold more pressure back. back. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. And apparently, yeah, apparently some people have been complaining about the stuff, this stuff. But Midnight Machine, they said this is the first time that they've had this issue. So he was actually a little excited to get it back. And check out to see if anything else was wrong because I we changed the, I changed the forks in it. He sent me a brand new pair of forks and shift uh, forks and rails. It, super cool dudes. Um, tried a bunch of other stuff. He's like, check this out. Try to grind this. And I'm like, all right, because I didn't want to send it back. I laid myself off from work for uh, nine ten weeks to go out wheeling, road tripping the whole nine. So I'm like, you're not getting this case back until I'm done going back yeah. to work. He's like, all right, <laughs> right fair enough. <laughs> So, finally took it outside the back, and he told hit me up yesterday. He said, everything looks really good. He's going to put it back together. He was going to tighten a couple of things up that didn't need to be tightened, but he's like, maybe this will help out. And He's like, I really think it's a shift. I am like, all right, well, I'll build something. And I'll let you know if that fixes it, which yeah, I think yeah. it will. Yeah, new stuff, though. You know, guys, they've only had it. Been out a little while, and I bought it. Uh, actually, New Year's Day, I bought the case. So, it was pretty early on.
0: And so is and that a, I guess, is it an aluminum housing and mostly custom parts? How? What What are they, yeah, what are they
4: selling? It's, um, it's, their, it's their aluminum housing. It's all CNC machines. Um, billet, and then it's JB Lomax 4-to-1 kit and Lomax um, input and output and um, tail stuff. So it's all 32 spline. In all aluminum. So, and it's, 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 um, swappable. So, if you want to, like, take shit apart in like 30 minutes and, like, go from driver's side to passenger side, you can literally swap everything. It's mirrored. Huh. Wow. So, yeah. So, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool and it's pretty fucking stout. And, uh, the difference between that and, um, the advanced stuff is it's, it's all CNC machined. It's not a, an aluminum casting. So, it's technically stronger. And then Lomax gears are all one piece gears with, Monster teeth compared to the Atlas stuff. That's smaller, and it's like a, I guess a two-piece gear. Uh, mm-hmm. Lomax has got like a write-up on it, and shows all the pictures and shit like that. So technically the thing is way stronger, beefier, and lighter than uh than an Atlas. I bought an Atlas too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like, heard that story. Why I bought the is because the Atlas. I bought it in like August, and they didn't even come take my money when they were supposed to in like November. So January first hit, and I hadn't heard from him. I'm like, well, screw this. So I bought the this one, and then three weeks later, the guy, the Atlas, hits me up saying, "Oh, we're ready to take your money, and you'll have your transfer case in a week." I'm like, are you kidding me right now? What? <laughs> and ben, ben just happened to hit me up and been like, "Hey, can you? Did you get that transfer case yet?" I said, "No, they just called me." I'm like, "Why? You want to order one?" He goes, "Yeah." So I was like, "All right, well, what do you want?" I was like, it, "It'd be cool to make, you know, make." come through and, and at least go with the sale and not like mm-hmm. bail out yeah. on them guys. Not that they care. They got a whole list of people, but oh, yeah. he's like, well, I, he told me what he wanted. I ordered it, bought it. And then he came up and, and threw me the cash a week later. The thing was literally at my house in like five days. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so it actually came in and then I got mine like a month later, <laughs> but it's just crazy. You know, all the, all the uh, back orders and stuff and everybody buying stuff and all that, all that stimmy money people were spending. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? and then the l- lack of materials and lack of people working and shit just puts everybody off. But right now I think Atlas is out at like eight months
2: to
1: a Jesus. year or something
2: like that. Shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Damn. And I was complaining about a 12 week wait on some stuff.
4: Yeah. I bought air bumps, hydraulic air bumps there from, uh, well through our buddy TJ, but they're, um, I'm I drawing a blank over there. Um, I had to come to me in a minute, but that was an eight-week lead time on those
2: for and, bumps. It was an eight-week lead time. Yep. Still yeah.
0: basically a shock.
2: It's a little Jeez. shock, but yeah. Ah, uh, rad flows. The So I got two and a half rad
4: flows, and it was an eight-week lead time. So like all their all their wow. shocks, uh, Ori stuff is like super backed up. Fox, I mean, people get huge runs, and like everybody's already it's already paid and spoken for. So like people are like literally waiting like months for their stuff. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, I don't know about that because Sean. Um, you know, I'm building his green thing. he got yep. shocks pretty quick through Keith. I was surprised he get they couldn't get kings, but he could get foxes. He ended up getting That's cool. uh I think they're two inch or I think the the rears are definitely two inch. I don't think I've opened the fronts yet they may be two and a half, but yep. either way, I think it'll be fine for his application you know springs all that stuff and like nice fox shocks did he I end think up it was going through,
3: with for spring
0: uh, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I haven't really, I haven't even put them all together because I don't have the axles lined up where I want them just yet. I got to put the drivetrain in first, which should happen tomorrow. So
4: I ended up sticking with the church up air shocks just because I was very new to building links and geometry and all that stuff. So I'm ORI? like, do I really want to get into coilovers? Yeah, I get the. I just got <laughs> ORIs because it's just it's very, in my opinion, very uh, Nerd. You know, like a- entry level. To like tune some stuff and I thought I, in my mindset is the geometry is way more important than the, than the shock itself Because if it does fucking weird shit, it doesn't really matter what's on it So at least yeah, the right. RIs is I only have to deal with like a couple of things So it works out well and me and Craven yeah, actually but- tuned them up And I tell you what, I'm super impressed with how everything rolls So I'm not going to change them out for coilovers on this particular deal
0: Orrys are one of those things that I feel like people either love them or they hate them, right? That's- I think people uh, hate
4: them because they just they're, they're expensive
1: for yeah, an air shock. it's
4: got a little bit more to it, but at the end of the day, yeah, people are like, well, it's just an air shock. It, it's like fucking twice as much money, so I get it. I bought mine used. Not that I got like a huge deal on them because I paid just about what they are new anyway. Because one, one a pair was like pretty much brand new, and then the other pair was. They were they weren't new, but they were really rarely used.
1: Mm-hmm. But
4: they're lo- I got 12s and 14s, like my uh, they're
2: nothing crazy. And yeah, 14s are still pretty big though. Don't you know? Don't sell yourself. Yeah, well, 14s that.
4: are in the back. <clears throat> Put the 12s in the front because that's what I that's what I had found at first. Which, which now I find I'm hanging tires a lot up front because now that I got links in the back versus the the, the leaf springs,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, I could probably use 14s in the front, but.
1: It works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It works. She does good.
4: I, I, I roll the reds pretty well and I the Jeep can do more than what I can do, so
0: it's <laughs> always the goal, right? You want the rig to be yeah. more capable than you. Otherwise you yep. get a problem.
4: Yeah, I'll uh Are you getting I'm bored? just along for the ride. You know, I'm just uh I'll just, you know, just I'll just learn from it and and uh do what I can do with it and uh someday I'll grow I'll grow into the Jeep. By that time probably have a single seat ready to go.
2: <laughs> they have to grow into that thing too
4: <laughs> yeah that's, that's something that's like you know like you were saying earlier like the whole uh, having like a deadline on shit uh, that's not going to have one because I have my Jeep the wheel So I'll collect stuff and and take my time and if I want to take my time on, on a week long bracket because I want something to be like it does like three different functions and make it look slick as shit then who cares like I don't it's not like I got to get it done because we got to be out Memorial Day weekend and this and that yeah, so like this one's out of the way yeah, I already have one and, and it does its thing and it does well. So it's like, yeah, you just take your time and and just do it right and do it clean and take everything I can and and just go the extra mile and stuff. But finding portal stuff is the yeah, is the hard part right now. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Yeah, what do you, what would you use for portals? Would you use something <laughs> off of like a
4: I wanna say the,
0: yeah, I was gonna say Unimog is everybody's Yeah, we're go gonna
4: go uh, I'm gonna do MOG stuff. Like uh Mark Bransieri has MOG. Yep. Mog uh, portal stuff on cricket, and uh, I'm gonna go that route. I just don't know if I'm gonna leave the unimogs alone and just run them the way they are, and uh, or do some fabricated eight inch or eight, eight, what is it,
1: 8.4 toyota oh, yeah, set time deals. in the
4: world. So, uh, yeah, so you know, might do that either way. Um, four wheel steering, so I gotta get, I gotta kind of find like two sets of axles
1: because it's.
4: So you got to get two sets of axles so you can get the knuckles and then all those portal boxes, they all, they're all, they all interchangeable.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So if you get two sets of axles, now you have like a whole, you have four extra portals.
0: Which- do, they, do those break often? Do they have issues with those or no?
4: Alright, you guys got me? Yep. Yeah, Hello? <laughs> Earth to Michael. Eric, Michael.
3: I- <laughs> are you still running
4: shitty over our eyes? I absolutely <laughs> am. <laughs> fuck it came back dark. I, love all the, I love all the dirty out of them
1: <laughs>
0: uh, portals do they break or not are they uh, are yeah
4: they... Um, they can I mean they definitely can if you bind them up and all that other stuff and um, I, I guess most tough. most of the time people are just breaking those I don't even know what you want to call them but it's some type of axle joint yeah um, but like, Mark like Mark really hasn't Burfield? broken anything portal wise. It's not a Burfield, but it's something of that nature where like okay. it's got a pin Rounded. down the middle of it
0: and Oh, is that that thing that we I think I saw it in I forget the kid's name. Uh it, it's that it spins backwards. It's not a U joint. It's something in between like a Burfield and a U joint. Is it yeah, that thing?
4: It's it's something like that. It's got like some some I can't even really explain it, but it's got a you could take the damn thing apart without taking the axles out. Oh, it's weird, and it's got like some hardened bar that goes to the middle of it, so it, it's pretty slick. But yeah, they do break. So like the problem is, is like, I'm sure they don't break often because I mean you see the size of the tires that like a, <coughs> a Unimog rolls around, and the thing's pretty heavy. So, but yeah. they do break, so it's good to have the the, the spare boxes because you can't buy that stuff new, but you can buy like all those axle joints new, and you can buy gears. Um, new or NOS, you can find that stuff, and, and gaskets and weird shit, but you can't buy Knuckles new, and you can't buy those portal boxes new.
3: So, hmm. now this is where the autism comes in. Um, is there any reason that the Hummer portal boxes are not more popular?
4: I think it's just because the lack of them. Um, that's just my opinion. Well, so, okay, there's two opinions on uh, on two reasons, I think. is the lack of them, because they're you know, military tons of military s- trucks, you know, surplus stuff and stuff like that versus like a Unimog isn't our military. It's more of a German thing. And I don't know how much they actually built of them. So they're kind of a pain in the ass to get. But the other deal is, is that it takes a, it's a weird pattern and nobody makes wheels for them. So like you have to do your own wheel deal or you have to hit up trail ready. Cause I talked to them like a couple of months ago and basically they'll make you any offset you want any size you want, but it's forged and they're 1300 bucks a wheel. Wow. I think, that, that, and I'd want to go twenties because 42 reds from the twenties. So you'd have to go with a 20. So like the, the wheel, the wheel option sucks. Um, brand Siri, he's got 17s on his, uh, the problem with the 17 is, so he runs a pinion brake. 17 is, is that you're not getting any type of like disc brake on the wheels. Oh wow! It's, it's extremely tight and weird. Um, and where
0: does where's his transfer case sit to run a pinion? Oh, never mind, never mind. Oh. Does he? That's my thing with with the pinion break stuff. Is like, I feel like you'd smash it up if you had if there was if it wasn't secure and safe underneath the belly somewhere. You right. His is his is.
4: It's all you know in the buggy and it's all yeah, cradled and shit. But, um, his is. Um, it's cool. Um, he stepped up his his disc. I think it was like smoking last year. Um, got real hot when they were doing like Harlan and Roush and stuff, a lot of driving around and whatnot. Um, so he had stepped up to a bigger brake and like a different, uh, caliper, I think. But, um, it's, it's, so it's cool. Um, it works. Uh, it's just the parts. They're a little hard to get. So like, if you do break something, you kind of screw yourself. So you are again, committing to a bunch of high dollar shit and stocking up on a bunch of vintage crap. Yep. <clears throat> So if you do break, you can have stuff to keep going and keep your buggy up to par. Uh, the whole H1 stuff is awesome because you can get brakes and it's eight on six and a half lug pattern. Problem with that stuff is is like you're getting you're like twenty five to thirty grand into like axles, all said and done before you even put them on your buggy. By that. <clears throat> so it's big money. Yeah, or I'm just big- say fuck it and just go fabricated nines and and rear steer and and send it, and you're a lot less cheaper, but portal stuff is cooler because you get a lot more lift out of it and you get a lot, of, a lot of gearing so you don't have to go as like you know low on the transfer case gearing you can literally run like a stock dana 300 gearing so it's all what you know
0: yeah you save money in some places or, right because you don't have to go crazy
4: yeah give and take it's a lot of give and, and take so yeah, yeah you could go uh you could go with like a like a get out and do the calculator ship but you could go out and do like a 410 in your axle when obviously yeah. a 410 is way stronger than a 538 and 410s are fucking a diamond dozen you probably get them used. Yep. And if you go with like if you build if you build the axles, you get some uh 8.4 Toyotas with uh the gearing already in them and truss up those axles and get plates burnt uh lasered out and adapt the portal to that and not even deal with the Unimog housing and all that other shit itself.
2: Wow. You could, I mean, that's that's what i think a few i think cricket has that style right yeah yep. no.
4: so he, yeah it's a nine inch fabricated nine inch housings he's got like a half inch or three-eighths thick plates or mm-hmm. actually i think it's half inch or maybe it's a little more um, plates it's just literally a plate lasered out with a big hole in it for the axle to, the axle shaft uh, to slide into and it's like it's machined out probably we'll say like half the, di- half the diameter of that plate so it has a nice fit on the tube for a good weld it's not pressed, but it's tapped on, and then it's got four big holes to bolt the uh the Udamod portal box on. That's pretty Everything cool. That's a little that, yeah, it's, it's 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 super simple. It's just it, it it sounds more complicated than it is. Um the biggest part of that is, is you'd have to get like a interaxle shafts made, or if you did one side, you do a like he did a um uh, one of the sides is cut down and resplined from Brannock. So, all the rest of the stuff is stock mog except for one inner. So, wow. that's, that's, that's super it. cool. It's, it's cool. That's what I like about it. I'm too curious not to dive in and like build something. But <laughs> my dad's mm-hmm. a super tinkerer. He's a software engineer and a machinist, and he's got a bunch of inventions and he's always busy doing something. He's always tinkering, and that's just kind of the way I am. So, I'm like, all right, I don't need a fucking single seat. I mean, fuck, my YJ is awesome. It's more than I ever, it's always what I always dreamed about. So, like, I don't need it, but I'm like, mm, I'm just too curious not to tinker and build something.
2: Yeah. All the power to you, because that's shit. Sounds like a really cool road to go down, but I don't know if I have the commitment enough to go down that road. That's pretty sick.
4: Right. I'm, I, I'm fortunate. The career path and the job opportunity
2: that I got with the union stuff, it, like, lets me do the stuff, and yeah, I heard. sucking dick for money was actually pretty good money. So I mean, oh,
4: it's not you. bad. Local sixty nine, they pay pretty well.
2: Uh, <laughs> Give them as a union for that. That's wild. So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You just get you get to get you
4: get banged in. That's all.
3: <laughs> Two totally unrelated notes to that. Um, my issue with it is just I feel like the return on investment is not there.
4: Oh, no. If you're looking to sell any of this shit, you're never going you to. No, I got like I 45 like grand into that. my YJ right now. I could never get 45 grand <laughs> my YJ right now. You no, know? I,
3: I think that maybe that wasn't the right term. Um, the value per dollar isn't there to me because uh, I could get a steer 14 for sub 28.
4: Yeah, yeah it's the just heavy as hell.
3: Yeah, but like also I and live drag. in the south. So, yeah no
4: yeah, you live in a whole different a whole different world
3: um uh, and I would rather have the steer fourteen with factory uh fifteen fifties in it because if I'm building a buggy at that point in time, I can go to Ford and find them you know what I mean like or worst case scenario, if everything's gone sideways and I blow up at twelve o'clock on a Saturday, I can have a fifth or a fourteen eighty shaft to keep wheeling by Sunday morning.
4: Reed actually makes some pretty wild shit now they make a super 60 it's a a kingpin a kingpin C with a super duty knuckle with a kingpin so you're running kingpins but super duty outer shit so So no balls my bullshit
3: I'm gonna knock on wood but the ball joints aren't my concern there um I just have not seen a level of failure out of them with some simple routine maintenance, that to me is easier than a kingpin, to be a problem. Yeah, or
4: so don't know what you want. Eliminated. You want to get fancy, or you want to get all you know. It's all the what you want. And like, if you're gonna put a bunch Have of money into a rear therapy. just just it's send it. It's fucking garbage,
3: man. So come like, on
4: now. It's <laughs> uh,
3: it is trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but it does the thing. And, like, it's okay because it does the thing. And if I were to do a buggy, I'd just struggle with that uh, because it's, you know, you can go down the super technical path or the this works path. Yeah, and again,
2: like... he's also just building a field and forest buggy, which you don't have to do anymore because the next time you're a field and forest would probably be on foot. So, uh, yeah, I'll be rocking them Lambro <laughs> yeah so it's just one of those things that i think you're just so yeah no you just want to
4: have the front. best of both worlds so and it's like i'll roll somewhere i'll literally i'm actually gonna build some type of stands to uh put the single seat say up on top of the international roof ish you know kind of have it like <laughs> half up there half not so i can run my goose and then have two rigs no, on right. the goose
2: no shot yeah that would be Is cool. this actually the plan yeah what the fuck
4: yeah so it'll have you know you'd be able to like it'll be a super steep ramp that I can bolt on to the front of the front of the uh, flatbed. And like the 42 is like sit over, say like the passenger doors up on the roof. Are you not worried with height at that point going on the and shit? Uh, my, so my international is, a they call it a low profile. It's, 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 it's like a foot lower than Sean's. Oh,
5: wow.
1: Okay.
4: Um, okay. It's super low. Um, I obviously would have to measure that at, at the end of the day to make sure it's good to go but however it is i'll have to, i'll set it up on some type of angle to work with the gooseneck so i can still run the goose and you know have three rigs total That's really that, cool. that one being like super light because i'd like to keep it around like 3,000 pounds so that would be the one that would be like up kind of awkward over the cap ish
3: also <laughs> i have to be brutally honest i'm probably oh. talking out of my ass because i don't know what i want to build next so I'm just gonna keep throwing shit at a Cherokee.
4: Hey, that's if you don't know what you want to do next, just keep making yours better. That's it. Iron it out. Make it better. Maintain it. At least you're <laughs> out. You're no, you're out wheeling. So that's that's the, the important part.
3: Yeah, it's been great <clears throat> to get back into it. Uh, Time is
4: good and projects, uh, long-term projects. You end up forgetting why you're doing them, and then now you got no fire under your ass to do it. So it's always good to to be in it.
0: Yeah, and then it they sit, is. and then you sell them because you don't know why the fuck you started it in the first place. And then somebody gets a good deal on half finished buggy.
4: Yes. Yep. Or Jeep. Yes. That's exactly how it goes. That's why I didn't four link <clears throat> and finish out my buggy the other winter because I was like, I just, you, you just, I don't, I you need to have the fire. So I'm like, I just yep. gotta fuck it. I'll get to this the following winter. This is good enough. Um,
3: yeah. And like, not to strike, or uh, wow, stroke Dwight's ego. Um, But his rig is a really good example of just building something and going out there and wheeling it. He's fucking on that thing all the time, and I want to get to that level of reliability. That, I think, is the next point for me.
4: That's it. You just just keep putting money into things that need to be beefed up, you know, like, so you don't have to worry about stuff. I ended up throwing CTMs in mine last year, uh, chrome, chrome alloys, you know, like, anything that I could beef up that I didn't have to mess around with, we got, like, I think we got f- two sets of fourteen uh, bolt rear axles that sit in the trailer, mm-hmm. so you know you're not down. Um, if I had, if I, if who knows, knowing me, I would probably do it. I'd have a spare Dana three hundred rock box sitting in the international. Like, is the last thing you want to do is like you put all this time and effort, sweat, money, tears, stress, late nights. Mm. I know Graham does all nights every day. Uh, the last thing you want to do is like not be out in the trail wheeling. So
3: yeah. Like, oh hey, on that note, Richie. If you're going yeah. to Good Evening, get me a spare 231, because I know I left
5: a few up there. But oh, you know? I, I got a couple I could fucking bring down. Yeah, just get me a spare. <laughs> I'll,
4: I'll fucking make, a it,
5: make it two. A uh, what was that?
4: Make it two. Bring down two.
5: I'll
3: bring down two. <laughs> That's fine. I literally don't care. I will take them. Um,
5: I, I have, like, four.
3: How the fuck did we end up with four?
5: I have no fucking clue, but I have four. When you like,
4: buy shit boxes and tear them apart, there's always a two thirty one in the sh- it said chip box. Yeah. <laughs> you put it aside. I know this because my buddy likes to hoard a bunch of Chevy shit, and we have, I think, four two hundred fives at the house. If anybody wants it for free, fuck, come get them.
0: <laughs> Chevy two hundred fives, though. Those are the wrong Chevy 205s. ones. Chevy two hundred fives.
4: Chevy two hundred fives. Craven's the got Ford the good two hundred five. He's hoarding. He's got a nice Ford one. For what? His wife's J.K uh well no uh it was chris's that came out of that comanche it's a 241 205 doubler um but it's a ford one so it's got like a it's got the bigger bearings 32 spline stuff on it um Great it's all rebuilt I think it's fucking beautiful and it's passenger i'm uh, sorry driver drop so it's it's they're fucking hard to get and it's a round pattern so it literally bolts onto an aw4 oh wow
2: okay so yeah. it's
4: just he has it uh did some work on chris's rig the other the other winter for it swap you know swap parts for labor and shit and um so he has it for whatever a buggy something but stout and it's low i think it ends up being like five five and change to one
0: that's so, a six setup yeah with the doubler yeah <laughs>
4: yeah and like I said i actually took it out because the comanche was in my uh in my garage in the shop the other winter time and I was going to actually going to use that doubler before I, uh, when I, when I did the first phase of this buggy or whatever, I was going to make it all work. And then I'm like, ah, fuck this. this it's, it was too much of a pain in the ass. And I so, didn't want to get into it. Just
3: by my simple math here. Um, it would be a 5.3 to one.
4: Yep. Yep. But it's a good one. Those Ford ones are good. And then Chevy did make a good Chevy one. Um, I think it was like behind those Turbo 400s somewhat, sometime in the 80s, so they have a round pattern versus that uh, figure 8 pattern. Mm-hmm. But they're... I think they stopped taking those things out, you know, probably in the early 90s or late 80s. some Late 80s, or early 90s or something like that. So they're kind of... They're not as plentiful as these piece of shit other 205s that are hanging around. They're not pieces of shit. I mean, they're, they're just paperweights for me, so... Yeah. Anybody okay. wants, them, they're free. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, good old Chevy. Um, yeah. Can so, I ask my question? Oh Yeah, feel free.
2: Alright, so, got this age-old question I ask everybody. Um, this is regarding DOT tires because stickies are stickies. So, what is your favorite DOT tire for off-roading, and what is your most hated DOT tire?
4: So, I don't have a hated because I only ran one DOT tire my entire fucking Jeep life, which was uh, TSL Bias Plies. Those uh, aren't
2: even DOT, probably. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, I mean, they were. So those are the only ones I got get reference to. And I mean, I didn't hate them. Uh, All right. I didn't hate them. They I mean, they were a lot of shit, but I mean, I like that stuff and I like flat spots in the morning. So I'm a little weird. Uh, let's <laughs> let you know you're driving something cool uh, <laughs> yeah. in the hum, I mean, you're in a Jeep. So, I mean, I could care less about fucking road noise. So it was already yeah. loud
2: as shit. So, I mean,
4: were they good? Probably not. And but I've never, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to compare it to.
2: All right. That's, I mean, I'll take it
4: it was always 36s and 38 tsl
2: <laughs> so
4: i did i did have some mud kings when i first got the tj brand new 35s and those were cool they, they worked uh, they they wore out pretty good and they hooked up you know class 5 stuff that i knew of wow back back in the day I did the rattlesnake gutter with them over there in sar uh, was uh, somewhere over off 202 over by quabbin oh, down that. quabbin
3: what the hell yeah. kind of town name is that? That's the uh,
2: reservoir, but good try, Luke.
4: Yeah, Quabbin, the Quabbin Reservoir, but there's a little <laughs> town over there was uh so Nassau, I can't think of the name of it. Um, yeah, I have
2: no idea. What Rattlesnake
4: gonna... Gutter was a trail that was like an NEA. You know, it was a public road trail deal that was like legal to go to and it was power lines and it, w- it was cool shit and uh at some point I guess it got shut down or maybe it got bought when the power line shut down it was private land after that. It's it was cool, so I, I went out there with them before. They worked well for that, you know, back when I didn't know, know better. I was just locked on the back and delivered pizza with my Jeep with it. <laughs> That's sick. So, yeah. Two years, I delivered pizza with, I think, 36s on it and 35s. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how did you – how was the mo- – like, did you make money with, like, actually delivering pizzas, yeah. like, with tips? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No I, used to make,
4: I used to make almost 200 bucks a night sometimes. So, homeschooled myself and worked full-time. Uh, at night welding, and then I, I still delivered pizza. Right before that, I had two other jobs.
2: Like, can't yeah, beat that.
4: No, so I ended up, yeah, I were, I delivered pizza for like four years, and I think three of it actually was in a
2: Jeep. Wow, <laughs> that's <Sweet>. super
4: funny. <laughs> I can't a DJ, fucking, you know, my buddy, you know, my buddies could roll at me
2: like the guy didn't give a shit. So,
4: you know, if it was slow, we'd hit a trail. Because <laughs> I, I grew up in Winching, and so there's plenty of trails around here. So,
2: did you have like the Domino's thing on top of it too or no? Uh,
4: no, but some nights, you know, be no top,
2: no doors, fucking <laughs> delivering pizza. Pizzas. Oh. Awesome. Wind blowing <laughs> pizza, it's fine. Yeah, yeah,
4: no uh, yeah <laughs> he, had, he had the good heat bag, so I was all good on that. But yeah, I literally, I literally you couldn't you couldn't get me out of a Jeep. Like I literally the day I bought a Jeep, I was in a Jeep until shit for a long time. Delivered pizza and that shit, fucking drove everywhere, anywhere we'd go, be in the Jeep. Didn't matter where I was going. Dog absolutely was obsessed with the Jeep. That's <laughs> what I have I have license plates that say Lily Bell on them because it's after my dog. Is when she passed away. I, just, I got the I got the, the plates for her, or whatever. But that dog, she'd be outside snoozing. I'd be like, call her. She'd pick her head up in the back of the Jeep sleeping.
1: That's <laughs> great.
4: You know, she could roll in that thing, no top, no doors, sit in the front seat, lean lean with the best of them. Never you know, never fell out.
2: That's fucking sweet. Yeah,
4: she was hardcore. Not that I didn't go out wheeling with her hardcore, but. She go out in the woods and shit, but yeah, she live in that jeep.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Go ahead, Luke. I know you were waiting to ask a question there.
3: So, you know, rocking the TSLs. I'm going to assume that you went with TSL stickies. No. See,
4: the ones I got now. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yep. Uh I went with those because they you can use these fuckers in the winter and they work well. Makes sense makes sense uh, i would i i i i had no i was almost went with traps they God I didn't uh <laughs> what Fuck i seen you, chris, chris bought his first set and we were at field of forest and the fucking thing was hooking up and it was cold as shit out and i'm like well that just kind of sealed the deal for me i guess i'm gonna buy a set of those because i know reds don't like cold weather at all and at the time who wants to spend you know 10 grand in tires to have two sets of tires when you're still balls deep in building
2: true
4: so that's the okay. reason why I went with
2: those. Oh, and that's why. Okay, so I get it now. So the single seater is going to have the reds. Yeah. And then is it? Oh, I see how to. So instead of spending just 10 grand on another set of tires, you decide, fuck it. I'm going to spend twenty five dollars on a single just so the reds can stay on something. Yes. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yep. It's crazy. That's it's you, cool. That's
4: and then, you know, hey, if one breaks, I still got another one to go to. Or if I take a single seat out, one of you assholes. Uh, learns how to drive, um, you can take that out. All right. Well,
3: I'm going to have to stop (laughs) you right fucking there and put a major fucking do not cross sign on there. Um, Get the caution tape out. We're never going to learn to drive.
2: Yeah, that won't happen. So. All right. Well, a couple of you,
4: I know a couple. I know you uh, can drive. (laughs) But that's the plan. You know, it's a a backup. You know, if somebody wants to come out, we're all wheeling and someone's thing breaks, or you can't make it because your shit's in the shop or whatever. It's like, hey, fucking... I'm I got the, I got the YJ, you know, rank. jump in it, you know, it's gonna have a six and a three turbo three fifty, and it's soon enough.
1: Yeah, you can't be that. Rig.
0: Oh, I don't know, I can't drive an auto though. I don't, I can't oh. do that. Hey, hey, hey me, I can't either. I'll, i I
4: drive my daily. That's about it at the moment. It's gonna be weird <laughs> doing two foot and shit in the woods, but. <laughs> well, I'm not and, gonna lie, it's, it's this shit's Chinese to me. I don't even know how it works. It just goes <laughs> the box and does weird shit. I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> And
3: Graham, you're safe. You can't drive either, so he must be talking about Richie and Cody.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right now, having the uh, the transmission I got, I mean, it is kind of like an automatic. I mean, it's just so low. I don't really fuck with, I don't really fuck with the clutch much. Wow, just to start yeah, and stop pretty true. much. Kinda, it's a seven to one first gear in it, four to one in the in the five thirty eight. So I'm like a hundred and fifty something to one. Yeah. Jeez.
0: So. Yeah, but it's on forty twos, forty threes. Forty threes. So you know, gearing is uh, you know, you need all that gearing.
4: Yeah. I would have went 717s in the damn, or 617s if they made it for a 14-bolt, but they don't, but they make them for a 60, which is weird. Really? That is, I didn't yeah. know. Uh,
3: That actually has to do with forklifts.
4: So yeah. I was,
2: yeah. Like lulls and shit? Or... No. Probably um,
4: airport tugs. They came with 60s in them as well, and they got like 717s in them.
1: What? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no um,
3: fucking way. Yeah. Like a lot of the older cat ones. Um, we even have a Toyota that has a sixty in the front with six seventeens. Who's we? Uh, sure well, I mean Duracell. But
4: oh, yeah. wow, I gotcha. Okay, I was. cool well, I right. would be, I would even for a rear end. I would even do a sixty or a Dana seventy and put seven seventeens in it and 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 shave that. Yeah. 14 bolts, like not the all or be all. They're just cheap as shit when you can grab them, although they're going up a little bit because everybody knows people want them. But um,
1: yeah, 60s and like, is agree. the same deal. Shit,
4: We're, like, and, you, and you can shave them a little bit. Like 60s, you can shave a little bit. We're going to shave Chris's uh, in the wintertime. You get like an inch and some change out of it. You don't have to touch the ring, the ring opinion on it, or well, the ring, the gear on it, or whatever, like you do well Chris, if you do the full shave, It's cooler if you do. Yeah, it's cool if you do, but you don't have to on the sixty because it actually doesn't take that much out. So yeah, you don't have true. to. You have to machine that on the fourteen bolt. If you go with the big shave, you do. I think we took off a lot, like a quarter inch or something First, like that. Um
3: Action Fab went as far as to shave his Dana thirty and forty four. Wait, we
2: don't. We don't want to bring up Action Fab because then Mike might yell at him about putting up a, a trailer ad on somebody
5: else's trailer ad.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: it's fucked up. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Oh, he's
5: a good dude, but. He's a little dickish. That that Uh, wasn't just like a trailer ad on a trailer ad. That was a, he wanted the trailer that the ad was for. So he's like, someone buy my trailer so I can go buy his trailer.
4: Yeah, put your own ad up and say that. (laughs) (laughs) That
5: Shit was so (laughs) funny. I saw that and I'm like, ooh. (laughs) I didn't even know that that
3: was the uh, same people that are here. So I feel bad for bringing that up now.
4: Uh. Yeah, you you could tell you can obviously tell I'm in the middle of trying to sell something. <laughs> I was
2: triggered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was your trailer. No, 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 it no, 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 it wasn't his trailer. It was just he was He just commented
0: me. on the post. Remember yeah. we were talking about the, you know, he's selling yeah, that yeah. Cummins for and everybody's giving him shit for asking for too much.
4: You literally got some kid on Colin's uh page being like, "Oh, well, I could get like 13 for mine. Bro, you got a wooden bed." <laughs> Why are you even why are you even fucking commenting on this post right now? Now you have rust you have to deal with and fucking termites and you're gonna fucking try to put it in the same realm?
1: Get out of here.
3: The only thing I have to say is there are a certain group of people that a flatbed appeals to. Some of them have two teeth and other ones want Bobcat two fifty or two. Hey, I'm doing teeth.
4: I'm I'm well, I'm doing a flatbed and so and Chris, but we ain't running fucking wood. We
3: ain't running that timba. I ain't running no timba. <laughs> But I do want to get a flatbed at some point and put, like, a Bobcat 260 on it. Uh, oh, yeah. Steve,
2: but think of it this way, though, because, like, with me with the Chevy, I could buy a brand new bed for 2200 bucks that's just going to rot out in six more years, or I just buy an aluminum flatbed and then never have to worry about it again for, like, $2,800. So yep. uh, add that to your list of Bobcat and two-teeth buck-tooth motherfuckers, okay? Please. I but you don't can always replace you're wood. getting aluminum. Usually for, wood is at cheap that
3: price, but that's worth a drive to Connecticut. It's or Boston. Business, but yeah,
2: yeah. No, like there's yeah, there's a guy right I forget the name of the uh name of the building or company, but he's right off of Boston. Right? Five
3: and a half here for aluminum.
4: Uh up here is like five grand uh, and up and down depending on like what you get for like some cool shit. I know uh, Mark Bransier just put a brand new flatbed on his and it's aluminum skirted boxes and shit. It's pretty sexy. Um, I don't think it was cheap. I don't know the yeah. price, exact price on it, but I think it's a c CW, whatever the, whatever the name it is.
2: Yeah. yeah we... I'm this... oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. ahead. No, you're, you're good. I was just going to say, Now this was just like a pretty uh, standard flatbed with like a headache rack. There wasn't any boxes yep. or anything like that. No dovetail. It's just pretty standard for that price. No, like,
4: I... like you can find those things used and then like skirt them out yourself like after you get it all in and stuff like, you know, kind of grow into it like your rig too. It's because the skirt mm-hmm. stuff makes it look nice.
1: Mm.
3: I got yeah. quoted from when I called to get uh, toolboxes on the side and everything uh, before I was looking at replacing my truck. It was five five with the boxes and uh, install. Yep,
4: yeah, that's yeah. You don't have to do any of the bullshit? Nope. It Drop works. the truck off, pick the truck up. Sometimes it's worth uh, not doing stuff yourself. I literally will not work on my daily driver or my tow rig.
3: So... There are certain things I will do and certain things I won't do. Like I sent it out to get the manifolds done uh, because 6-2 manifolds, while well, they're better than 5-4 manifolds, it still broke two bolts. And you know what? The uh, 1,200 it cost me to get that one side taken care of was uh, far worth or far more worth it than my aggravation.
4: Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, it's worth paying the money to not deal with it and not stress over it. <clears throat> But on the, sure.
3: on the other hand, though, I had um, some stuff I do myself like I do. I prefer to do my own brakes, uh, yep. you know, just out of a peace of mind thing. Um. And then funny story, because I feel like we're winding down now. Um, I had a rock get wedged in my brake caliper the other day and it yep. locked the fucking thing on so hard that like it wasn't dragging too bad but it managed to boil the fluid and crack the fucking piston.
4: That's a good time. (laughs)
3: Yeah. So like I let the truck sit for a couple of hours before I went out and started working on it. And, uh, it started to roll again. But when I got it apart, there was a fucking rock in there. The piston split in half and it's just draining brake fluid down the rotor. And over the tire. And I'm like, well, this is
2: fucking great. Jeez. Yeah, that sounds a bit fucked up.
4: It yeah, was- when we were we were on that Harlan trip, and uh, Chris's uh, e-brake stuff broke inside the, uh, the rear wheel. And when we backed up, non-related to that, we were going to be changing a U-joint. Because it cracked, and it had a vibration. So we were going to change it. And uh, the fucking truck locked up in O'Reilly's parking Ooh. lot, backing up. So I stuck my head under there and noticed like all this brake shoe shit hanging out of the uh, dust shields, like peeled out like something was try- evil trying to get out of the back of the fucking wheel. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, pull forward. So he pulled forward and it all loosened up. I'm like, back up slow. So I kind of just like slid inside of it. And, uh, yeah, come to find out, I don't even know how that happened, but, uh, it all broke, so when we went at, when we went back to the house, we had to take the whole wheel apart, take the axle shaft out, the wheel, hu- uh, the whole wheel, wheel hub, all that deal off, just to drop all that shit out. Dude, it was all mangled. It was all stuck in there, ruined the inside of the uh, the hub, uh, the, the brake caliper, or the brake rotor, oh. all that stuff. I think it's e-brake stuff. Yep. It was pretty wild. <laughs> so the
3: <laughs> other funny part of this is the wheel weights that were on the inside of the rim melted off and landed on top of the brake caliper and the rotor and melted into that shit.
2: Crazy. Dave, you fucked it up good, huh?
3: I done did fucked it up good. Um, I was doing like 60 and it just very lightly started to pull to the right. So I pulled into my buddy's house and found all that carnage. Good God. But when <laughs> I parked it, I think the wheel weights were sitting right over the top of the ro- or, uh, the brake caliper and that's what melted the tape that held them in. So, Damn. Yeah, that was a fun time. Uh, but it's got new brake calipers, new brake pads, and it's ready to go for Roush. It's great. Everything's right fun. On. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that trip's only three weeks away.
4: Yeah, I'm looking forward today. to it. I got that. I Me and Chris got that trip, and then we come back and do the uh, fall crawl thing like three days later. That's yep. gonna be wild. So, yeah, good, good, good couple of weeks of wheeling. Yeah,
3: and then a uh, month and a half after that, it's Good Evening. So it's gonna be a wild season. Yeah. Or wild. I definitely got
4: my fair share of wheeling in this year. A lot of, a lot of traveling.
3: Yeah. I mean. This like year's been—I'm really happy with the progress so far because I've been able to get my feet back into it, and I don't drive like a retard anymore. Um, it's still not great, but like it's better than it was.
1: Yeah. it's
4: growing up, kids growing up, going to become a rock star <laughs> <roller laughs> <like that. laughs>
0: Chop the face off and tube it out, and you that's
4: go. that's it. Fuck it, bad tube and lose other shit.
3: Yeah, that's uh stage four point five, I guess. I don't know. We'll just so happens that we'll I got a tube bender point. for sale too. Yeah, I've got like this really mint rogue fab bender sitting at Trail Trash's shop with a nice chop saw. Yep. So I have to go and use that, but it's probably going to Sam's place when we do the uh, chop if it ends up. He happening. has a bender.
2: Yeah, say, he has a bender. So he has. He's got a really nice bender set up. Uh, So why do you
0: need to take yours?
2: Because more tube can be bent when there's two tube benders, dude. Uh, Oh, yeah, I guess. Double the bends. Double the bends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When we
3: hit that point, though, I'm going to let Sam think up what he wants to do, because I'm going to be doing it at his shop and paying him for it. So, you know, I want to see what his ideas are before I go too crazy with my own and meet in the middle.
0: Well, it's your Jeep. You should you know have some say on how it comes out but yeah i, I get just letting somebody go go to town in it and well, uh
3: it's not that i'm going to just like let it go or let him go to town right but it's like uh i want this what are your thoughts on doing this and then you know work off of the idea so that way it's closer to what he wants to do if it's going to be in his shop and i'm going to be paying him money I'd rather have it done quickly and right than you know some weird amalgamation that I'm thinking.
4: Yeah, Those things
5: tend to come up better.
4: Come up with ideas, yeah. and then he can uh, he can steer you in the the more realistic direction. Yeah, was, that's
5: so,
4: that's
0: probably the best way to go about it.
4: Still do what you kind of want to do because this this things that I absolutely love, but my style is way different than someone else's. Yeah, I mean.
3: Right now, my idea is pretty simple. It's just cut it off and, uh, at the motor mounts and like from there, run two poly bushings to the engine itself off the cage tube, uh, two lower bars, and then angled in upper bars to the radiator support with uh, proper supports for the coilovers, cut my hood up, and cut my grill up. You know, I kind scored of, all the
4: cutting. I did cutting.
3: Kind of like what uh Curtis's <laughs> rig ended up like. Uh, I know it's kind of cookie cutter and it's kind of simple, but on the other hand, it kind of works.
2: Yep. are right, Curtis's frame or unibody rails up front still stock?
3: They are still stock, but I'm saying like that kind of. He's a look pointed up,
0: the crap out of him. Don't let him lie.
2: Yeah. No, but I'm thinking more like. I mean, why not reference? Yeah, the, it's still Jason. there. Ramsey's
3: because isn't his more? He's got uh, factory unibody rails up to the motor mounts.
2: Oh no shit! I didn't know that. Never mind. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah.
3: I want to cut mine past or like right where the motor mounts are, so that way, when I do go to LS it, because I'm realizing if we go down this path, I just can't afford to LS it this year. Um, yep. You know, that way when I go to do an LS, it's cut two tubes off and weld in two new ones and some supports.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's a solid answer. I I I can get behind that. That's enough.
4: Why I haven't done anything like my my motor dances like crazy.
2: Like it literally jumps. Like
4: my motor mounts are completely smoked because of the I flat when I flattened it, the angle I never cut and welded redid the angles of the uh, motor mounts so. The bushings are whooped, and I refuse to fucking do anything with them because I'm literally going to be putting an LS in there in a few months. So I'm like, I'm not getting in here, fabbing all this shit up to make nice fucking mounts to literally cut them out and put an yeah. LS in this thing. So I'm just, I just deal with tightening everything up every few weeks and fuck <laughs> it.
3: Yeah. I mean, the other <laughs> option is if I don't do that, it's going over to Sam's and we're going to play it up a couple of issues that I have with where the or the way the unibody is, and it's just going to go out next year as a full-bodied rig.
1: Yep.
2: Yep. Keep so, putting uh, band-aids on a open wound. It'll be fine. I, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you though. Like, that's exactly what Cherokee life is, and why I'm trying to get the fuck out of it. What are you
0: talking about? You <laughs> no wing? Of, no. Man. Okay. That's like. Look at mine. You can a make a fun body rig. Oh,
2: that's like putting a loaded gun to your forehead, knowing <laughs> that at some point, actually, no, 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 it's at your forehead, and the trigger has like a rock at the end of it, but it's hanging like next to some some form of like plunger that's i can take
0: the, fucking- the fenders and hood and grill off of mine and it wouldn't look like a cherokee and that's but cool. it also goes still, back on and you still have that's cool the unibody i like that,
2: is that. going to fail What you are
1: you at talking
2: about
0: i have three quarter inch plate yeah three quarter inch plate no three sixteenths plate sorry jesus that'd be thick um,
1: <laughs> over the
0: top of the existing unibody rail. The outer and bottom side is stiffened with a rough stuff stiffener. The only side I haven't done is the inside, but it doesn't matter because it's got tube connecting the two frame rails right underneath the passenger driver seats. I just redid all the front, and I'm going to do the back as soon as I have a spare minute and money and time to actually do it. And then it won't be, a, like, there won't be a weak point on it. Right now, the, the weakest spot is the back.
2: But imagine taking all that time and effort that you put into plating it and just building a fucking chassis. Yeah,
0: and but then, I don't oh, know. Like Luke I, no chassis. I have you know, not what? seen a chassis that's appealed to me. I don't love the look of them. I like, I like the look own. of a of a car. Like yes, this is a car <laughs> that has big wheels on it and it drives and does cool things that a normal car with big wheels on it can't do. And then you look at it and you see. I like. I don't like throwing all that. Uh, I don't like having it all be on display I like kind of hiding away all the work that's done I think that's really cool is when you can't see all the work that's gone into something right uh, Yeah,
4: I get less, it. less is more
2: I, get it. I don't know I'm just thinking like if I'm going to four link a Cherokee I might as well four link a buggy like that's um, kind of the mindset that I keep, I keep coming back to is like if I got to do all this work into a Cherokee to get it to a point that like I can actually
0: you don't have... need to but it definitely helps so you can always throw the bodies away and get a new one every time
2: so my
3: inverse point cody is inverse i'm gonna google that the <laughs> opposite of your point um <laughs> if i have a cherokee that's already on one tons that needs rear suspension work where i'm gonna have to to get the performance i want out of links, spend almost the same money as coil overs why not just go and link it and have what i want with what i already have
2: Dude, that was a big word, and you were totally right, by
3: the way. Every once in a while, I do actually <laughs> pretend to like fact check,
2: fact check. I was like, there's no way that was the right word, but no, nope, you're fucking right, Cody.
0: It, <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I just you know, was thinking about our earlier conversation about, um, you know, Mike, Mike building the two rigs and having one, mm-hmm. and, you know, having the, you know, spending all the time to work on a project when you're not actually wheeling. You don't you don't have that fire and then you're wondering why the hell you're building it. My concern with uh people like just in your position with where they have a Cherokee that's fairly capable, right? Uh with you they know stock axles.
2: Lightly. Fairly like No, it's fairly yeah, capable. I mean
0: Yeah, I mean you could you you
2: with it a little bit of work that thing would be very capable.
0: Bearer. Uh my concern is you you put yourself and you're not the only person. There's plenty of people, I'm sure uh they they see what they have it's not good enough and they see the buggy stuff which is super cool don't get me wrong but they either don't you you, it's that's not an easy jump to build a buggy or have someone build a buggy is either a lot of money or a lot of time uh yeah so you're then you end up in that same spot where if you're spending all that, you're probably not going to be putting anything into what you're currently using, which doesn't have to be the you know the greatest thing in the world. You can wheel a, a geo tracker on thirty ones, like for whatever. It doesn't matter.
4: I just it's- threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that Harry situation guys uh, YouTube channel, but he's got a badass tracker that Jesse Haynes built him. It's pretty badass.
0: I don't know why I thought of geo trackers, but uh, those kind no, of uh, hilarious. I mean, actually,
4: John's John's uh, buggy is a tracker. It was it's a tracker, <laughs> a little bit of a tracker frame under there. Huh?
0: Yep. Didn't know that. Yeah. but yeah. Same anyways, deal,
4: it, same deal as mine. So it's
0: just a little yeah, bit of yeah. frame.
4: <laughs> Imagination.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you if you just try to jump right into that, and you know, I, I I'm afraid you, you you not everybody, but I feel like a lot of people would just forget why they even liked it in the first place and then just drop it. And then you have a half built buggy again, because it's not something that you ended up wanting to, uh, either work on or pay somebody to work on because you, you know, ultimately that's a lot.
3: In the time that we've been on this podcast, I have moved. I've talked about building a Ford base buggy. Um, I wanted to do that a lot. I was starting to source parts for it before I moved. Um, There was the time where I wanted to do a Ecotech uh, JK44 setup. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on, and I don't know what I want, but I know what I have works. And I can go put a really nice 4-link and a really nice 3-link in my rig and turn the key, and it kind of just does what I want it to do. Is it perfect? No. Is it going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Um, is me beefing up the unibody the end all be all solution to get it to last? Once again, no. Uh, it's still a unibody. It's still a Cherokee, and I can accept that. But realistically, that rig's still pretty young. Uh, it's got like another. You can
0: five you years can patch metal in. too. You can always add more or yeah. fix the weak points that appear as long as you're. I mean, yeah, if you just beat the shit out of something and don't actually maintain it at all, like, we're not talking meticulous maintenance here. We're talking like, oh, the unibody's starting to rip in half here. Let's plate it up some more, or on the inside, or find somewhere else to strengthen it. So it doesn't do that, right? You'll, you won't have issues there, I don't think.
4: I'm a big fan of uh, making a plan, kind of sticking to it, don't veer off from it too much because it's easy to do that, and then once you're wheeling, if you're uh, you're like you know the bones of your uh, project is good, you can always come across a chassis or build a chassis, and you're not under the gun to do anything, and then swap all of your stuff into it at some point. Or at some point when you need to get free up some money, then you sell your current rig because you're almost like you're like three quarters of the way done on your new build, and then you, you you're already going, but you're kind of not you're not out yeah. of the
2: game. See, I don't think I could that's a good my that's a good point box i i i got rid of my first ship box and the girlfriend still talks about how she's pissed that i got rid of that deep so like <laughs> if i get rid of this one dude like she'll probably chop my nuts off so like i think i think the plan is build this one up to a point that it's happy and good let her wheel that thing and then i just build a buggy on the side that's kind of the plan i'm yeah. going for at
1: the moment
0: well what you do what you do, what I do. Yep, Mike, okay, I got to, hold on, touched... let me get a notebook. Hold okay, on, okay, all right, hold on. Okay, get your notebook Let's get your plan right, here. I got
5: mine, What all. do I got to do? Ram
2: <laughs> to do list. Got it. All right. Right, is so
0: you, you build, I know you have an 05 set of axles. Build you just build those. Guns. Yep. Put them under your Jeep.
2: Don't uh, listen to Gram for the rest of this. All right, yep, go.
0: <laughs> and then now, from there, decide whether or not you want to do a buggy or whatnot. And if you do end up finding a chassis or finding a rig that you want, you can take what you've put into your existing Cherokee, which won't be perfect and will probably be starting to rip in half, uh, yep. and put those under your buggy. You've already spent all the money on the axles and uh-huh. you know maybe some on the suspension or any other supporting bits that they need, uh, and you can just throw that in, and then you have okay. those and you can just put whatever, like it doesn't have to be anything special, okay uh, so
2: let me re- let me read this back to you i got this okay so bi- spend five to six thousand on axles right put it in cherokee ruining Cherokee. so so change. okay well i'm just you know spitballing all right thank okay. you Luke. let me hear me out hear me out change up jeep completely even though it works good now change it up so that way it works on tons boom got that then once it's working good make it not work at all take the axles rip it's life out of it you know make it a chicken nugget take the arms and legs you're off the phone you're the way. one who wants a got buggy it. here hold I'm, on, just I'm just trying to work with this uh let
0: let the me, shitty problem you've got here
2: <laughs> i just got. i'm I, I need to you know cliff notes all right i'm running also I'm writing down.
0: you can bolt in an 05 into your existing clayton cross member i know because Correct. it's what i have
2: and so that, i don't um, want to hear that shit no 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 no, no. you're absolutely right because <laughs> Hang on. That's exact, that's when luke and or well, luke designed that whole front setup in his plan was like you are pretty much set up so that w- when you want to switch up to tons it's ready to go you just got to build the axles and it's good to go the only thing switch.
3: you have to do is you have to cut the poly bushings off of the axle and yep. then go from the poly bushings to a 10 degree offset um like johnny joint or, you don't even need uh, to
0: if you go with an Artec truss, the lower mounts are already angled in enough. You'll be fine. I was just with, saying with that, that helps
3: get the happier control arm angle, and they cost five dollars more. So, like, why not?
0: I I wouldn't. I looked at those, and I wasn't. I was afraid it was going to do the opposite. It was going to put like a a weird bend in it the opposite way because it's the angle actually. You know, honestly, isn't too too bad. Um,
1: well, it's, either way, so it like, gets close, in, in but
0: not at a here. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
3: You know, all right. So, another set of Johnny joints and another, you don't even need another Heim. So, that's involved in your front end swap. Um, if you use an Artec truss, you change your shock mounting location. So, your shocks are going to bolt in. Uh, you already, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have the track bar um, brace from Stinky Fab in there. Yes. Okay, so you already have that nailed out, which is something I wish I would have done when I built mine. Um, you know, push the front end forward another maybe inch while you're there. Uh, put some sliders on it, and spend some time behind the wheel of that because it's going to feel totally different. And you start to enter that weird alien world between where the rig can hold up to your driving style. And now you have to refigure out your driving style. Um, you know, and we were talking about a cage already. So that's cool. You can put a cage in there. Um, it's caged. It's on one tons. And realistically, like, I, you know, I'm not saying this to be a dick, but you could get away with a set of 1480 junkyard shafts, especially in an 05. I literally closet, have them. Uh, you with can have a them. a <laughs> new set of U-joints in there and or you can buy the 1550s tack the caps for like 380 bucks you don't even need
0: to Um, i'm just running factory 1550s with greasable u-joints and i haven't had an issue yet that's gonna come back to bite me i'm sure but
3: yeah well don't worry about it we'll figure that out at roush um so you know carrying on from there right like The reason that I'm going to push you that hard is it's going, you're going to end up in a situation where you're going to realize there are certain things you want and don't want. Like I had listed off during the earlier segment here where I was talking about how I wanted to do a Ford base buggy with like a 302 and 05 pluses and I was starting to gather parts for that. That was, it was a cool idea, but it's not what I really wanted in the end. Um, so then I was thinking after we talked with Chris about going super lightweight with the JK stuff, I don't know if that's what I want. Um, you know, wheeling with the Praetors high horsepower stuff is really cool, but I don't know what my stomach is for that. So you'll eventually figure out what path you want to go down after you reliable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, once you get some more seat time in there, that's really gonna change your clarity on it.
2: Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Seat time fucking seat time. It'll be fine. We're gonna send it, boys. <laughs> Whatever the outcome is, it'll be fine. Just uh, add winch. Exactly. Yes, the the add winch. I <laughs> know here it goes coming the fucking there's there's a list of things. I have it all, it's just a matter of actually sticking it to the Jeep got a lot of stuff actually that's just been sitting for a while that just needs to be stuck to the jeep but it's fine it's fine it'll just come out one day and be a totally different rig it'll be awesome i got faith maybe i don't know there's there's nothing wrong with that
0: I i mean i sat with mine and then uh when i had the cage and the 50 and the 37s i sat on a ton of parts i had like a pile in my parents my old room at my parents house uh and then you know when that 50 blew up the second time at harlan the first day I was like, "Yep, it's time,", it's time. <laughs> uh, and then all the parts came out, and they all went on. I mean, granted, it was doing fine for me up until then, so I didn't, I wasn't in any rush to change it, but, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. And there's gonna be moments like, um, for me, it was what was it? The second time that I ripped my track bar mount off of the Dana 30, that was the point where I just said, "You know what? The axle's actually holding up." But I'm just done. If I'm going to be re-engineering everything, I'm just going to re-engineer everything. I've already got the tons. I've already got the parts. I will fix it to wheel it, which I did. And then I built the one tons. And I rebuilt the track bar mount and everything else on the side until it was ready to go. And then I did the month and a half one ton swap. So, you know, just keep in mind that You're going to
2: figure out what you want as you go. Absolutely. But we are dragging this on. I think people. Oh, yeah. 100% talk way too much today. So thank you. If you've gotten to this point, you are absolutely fantastic nobody hit us up about them writing reviews so nobody gets a fucking gold star and you guys all suck um, so
4: what you guys have to do is you guys gotta bring up a poll to see if we can shit on cody moore or not okay the, fan, the fans need to know
5: They need to let you know
2: so um, we'll we'll put up a poll on instagram if you want to hear the guys keep ragging on me or if that's a beaten horse uh which i don't think it's a beaten horse to a certain extent I but think uh, was I,
0: I think you're perfect because there's so many Cherokee people who are literally you.
2: That is true, and I'm fine with getting the, the shit poked out I mean, I don't I don't care. <laughs> I think it's fucking hysterical. Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, oh fuck, yeah, that one's getting caught, boys. That one's
1: getting the old
2: No, no, I started putting the, the dot started crossing the T's and dot in the eyes and I am like, ooh, that one that one sounded bad. But, um, but thank you again for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. If you can, please go rate, subscribe, do whatever whatever your fucking listening platform has you do. Go do those things. Check us out on Instagram. And Mr. Pierce, where can people find you on social media? Uh,
4: Facebook, Michael Pierce. And Instagram is Mikey's Jeepin'.
2: Perfect, perfect. All and, right. Uh,
3: and then uh, on that note, make sure to follow Two Smoke Slut and tell him what to do with his Jeep. He loves it.
0: don't forget to whack off the front of your frame rails every once in a while
3: (laughs) (laughs) and have a good night guys